This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by St. Patrick's Day Hangovers. St. Patrick's Day Hangovers, if it was a good one, you're still fighting it. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get. From north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tab Burt, and with me today, from the great red nation of Paraguay, it's El Chaco. <laughs> Hola, me enchada! I hope I didn't blow out the, uh, blow out the microphone limiter on this one again. Uh, you know what I always found? It, when I watch this on YouTube... I'm like way louder than you. So I don't know if that's just a natural thing. If it's the echo, the acoustics of my office or something like that, but I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I, I don't know what I can do on my no, end to, to make that better. It's because I keep my gain artificially down because I fluctuate my dan- dynamics so much that when I do oh, things yeah. like the hello, I'll clip. So it's easier yeah. for me in post to go back and boost my entire level and post process it than it is to Way deal with that clipping. Yeah. Oh man. Early, early here's what I don't get days. The amount of clipping that happened. Cause we didn't have that figured out. Cause I think, well, Buck had his through a, uh, through like a soundboard, like a proper, like a proper yeah. microphone setup. But mine is always, I've always been just a direct USB mic. And I had one of those crappy, like blue mics. And it it would clip out all the time. Thankfully, the Samson one is not bad. It it doesn't clip out nearly as bad as before. But uh, enough of the details. I think we already we covered that enough in the uh, in the bonus episode. Which I hope I hope all of you Patreons. Uh, well, one of these. I, uh, no, actually, I had the the. It looked a little bit like that before. I had one of those like a long long time ago. But I had a. Uh, uh, it was more of a kind of a uh, cone type looking thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is my original Mad Cucks mic that I keep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's a USB direct. Yeah, it's USB direct, and then I bought this absurd uh, shock mount for it that mounts it like a UFO. I've thought about using this shock <laughs> mount for other things, and I just never have. But yeah, you get this like great old timey microphone look to it. <laughs> it looks and like the, looks like the Death Star about to blow up or something like that. Yeah, in the special it probably edition. doesn't even work because it probably got flooded and damaged when I moved here. But I don't know. I'll keep it forever, oh, probably. How you been, man? You, you, you're uh, back, settled in. Yeah, I'm. I'm a uh, fucking furious walking into this episode because I spent all day working on live streaming issues. Um, I. We had this fucking like outside rental group that just wanted to have their staff meeting in our theater last week. And so they, they, you know, they had us set up our video recording equipment to live stream their fuck into a fucking zoom. And then we give them the video file and they're bitching that the, that there's like, there's feedback in the audio tab. You got to fix it. Like, well, I can't fucking travel through time. So send me the video file and I'll watch it and figure out what the problem is. Well, it's not feedback, Joel. It, it's a buzz and a buzz and feedback are very, 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 very extremely different things. Yeah. So I chased down this buzz in the system 
Um, it's just that the camera has, it's, it's like, it's a combination of factors. And so I get it mostly fixed. There's still a slight buzz in the, in the video, but they're like, the voices are too quiet to the, to the thing. It's like, yeah, everyone has their mic down by their penis <laughs> and they're, they're talking out into nothingness. And like that, here's the thing. You can still hear me on this microphone because I'm extremely loud. I can't even replicate the problems that these people create. Cause I get a mic, I have the microphone I'm talking to it i am clipping the fuck out of this recording but the second i hand it to a regular person and they're like does this mic is this microphone like talk louder that's how microphones work you have to be loud and so i just like fucked with this system all day and um i'm just man i'm so so fuck i sent an angry email to my boss who's on vacation that was like our next, because we're supposed to have a staff meeting tomorrow, but she's not here. We're supposed right. to have a staff meeting last week, but we had an event that we had this event that I'm complaining about. So we didn't have it last week. Uh, we were supposed to have one the week before, but there was another thing going on. So we didn't do it. So like, we'll maybe have one next week. It'll be the first time in a fucking month. And, and I was just like, we need to talk about live streaming for events. Cause we all need to be on the same fucking page. Cause I'm tired of getting fucking sandbagged with live streaming because the production manager uh, goes and agrees to some bullshit thing and I'm just left high and Oh yeah. You got to set up a three camera shoot tab. Get fucked. <laughs> uh, oh, like you're supposed to be the, we're not a fucking live streaming venue. We're, and so this whole video thing, right. And we're going back and forth in the emails and I'm like, were there complaints about the audio on the zoom? Cause we had to, we had to set up this thing to put it into zoom. So people who couldn't attend in person could watch on zoom. And the lady goes, Oh, no one joined it via zoom. Then what was the fucking point? Do you think someone's going to pop this shit up on YouTube and be like, what did they talk about on Tuesday? Oh, fucking nothing. Uh, it's so fucking frustrating that I can't I have to fucking deal with this shit and it's like this is for nobody you just you just made me do a bunch of work for no one man uh, you know it's funny thing about these like man before COVID I don't remember anybody even talking about Zoom like like Zoom now seems to be like this like and you know, inevitable thing that everybody needs to, quote, to jump in on. To Hate quote it. Uncle Buck, it's become ubiquitous. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to use it, but go for it. <laughs> it's his word. Um, it's crazy, man. Like I got uh I got these um I, I think I might have mentioned this in a in a previous one, but like I had this one client that like I I can't I can't write anything without having a citation. Like I have to kind of act like I'm Wikipedia, it's like citation needed all the time. And so like if a client, if one of our companies makes a claim, I got to back it up. And we have this one client and like, sometimes they're like super pro and sometimes they're just amateur hour and they hire some, like, it was funny. Like they, they, they had some marketing expert who, you know, I'm using that term extremely loosely, who, when I was like asking for the information, she's like, yeah, just go to this Twitter handle and it's it's all there. I'm like, I'm not fucking going to a Twitter handle to get these documents. I'm not scrolling through a, t- a Twitter feed to get these documents. Like, they should be on your fucking website. And yeah. they're like, and then the guy was like, the guy was like, then they have the one boomer guy who who the whole time was like, 
you know, just, just call me. We should just, we, we can sort this out on the phone. I'm like, I can't cite our phone call asshole. Like just, I have the documents like with a URL that I can point to and we'll do it. Just, just, it'll, we'll sort it out in five minutes. It's all there. I'm like, it's I'm telling you, it's not there. Like none of the shit is there. We ended up dropping the client because they were such amateur like, oh. hour. And, and like, and, and like, we're telling yeah. them like, we can't do a fucking thing or the SEC is going to be up our ass and your ass. Like you got to get this shit together or, or we're never going to be able to work together. And so like we, we, we brought it up to them and they're like, yeah, we're on it and we're fixing it. We're fixing it today. You don't, don't, don't go away. We're fixing it today. And like, here we are two weeks later, like haven't, haven't, nothing's been fixed. I wrote like another thing about them for like a different thing before. And like it was all marketing materials and they put it on their official website. And I was like, you can't do that. That's illegally. You have to take it down. Like now you can't do that. It's not going to work. And, but at the same time, going back to the zoom thing, man, like, is there a more annoying thing than like, you know, people trying to coordinate a zoom meeting? Like, you know, like everybody's asking, like, and especially if they're in different, like it's bad enough for us. We're in two different time zones, but like when, when I deal with these clients that have one guy in Vancouver, one guy in Dubai, one guy in fucking Australia, and we're trying to like get it together. You got like two bleary eyed guys, like in the middle of the night, like trying to do the, the meeting. And I'm saying to everybody, I'm like, you know, like we don't fucking need this. Just, just have, have the info on your website and I'll, I'll just go to yeah. town, man. Like this is ridiculous. But yeah, man, like, um, oh man, you're probably going to have a lot more of that. As time goes on, you're going to be doing live streams every fucking time now. Oh, so no, I, the, the, the thing is, I was talking to a friend of mine in the industry this weekend. And Sorry I, and about I was the ice like, crunching. I got to stop doing that. Uh, he he man he also manages the theater and I was like hey man do you guys have a live streaming rig do you are you guys live streaming your event still and he said yeah we have a we have a live streaming rig that we bought during the scamdemic but um we just took it off of our inventory and we don't tell anyone we can do it anymore <laughs> good and, and I was that's like brilliant that's what I'm fucking this next staff man would be like look we we need to stop doing it there's another department that does all that stuff if people want their shit live streamed they need to go to that department just like fucking take it off our plates cuz it's well, also i'm sure it's much less expensive when we do it in house cuz we only charge like $700 for it i bet these other fucking groups will charge 15 or 1000 yeah, grand dude, you guys got to up that like we talked about on the bonus episode you got you guys got to put a you got to yeah you got to put a fuck you price in there Right. Like the yeah. fuck you price is, is insurance. Cause like, you know, if, if, if the fuck you price is high enough, you wouldn't be yelling about this. It'd be frustrating, but like if it was high enough and you got a cut of it or something like that, and that, that extra, you know, like you got an extra 500 buck bonus for dealing with the bullshit. And then like, you know, that pays for like car parts or whatever, right. You're, you're, yeah. you're in, you're in the clear, like the, the, the fuck you price is insurance. It's, it's a great insurance. Cause you're like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. But, all right, fine. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it this time around. But oh man, I mean, it'd, it'd be worth it even if I didn't get a cut just for us to like. Oh yeah, okay, we can add another thousand dollars to our end of year budget for buying new equipment that we need for things. But yeah, it's like yeah. oh, seven hundred bucks. There you go. All done. Well, for on in uh, in the Chaco household, we um, we got an extra bonus visit from uh, a good friend of mine from the U.S. Actually, I met him down here. So he's an expat that uh, was, you know, quasi retired. He came down here to like retire and like live off his pension. Like, cause I mean, if you could get, if you, I'm telling any listener of this, if you guys can like, if you can must, if you can muster $3,000 a month 
in some sort of online income or something like that. I mean, we're talking $36,000 a year. We're, we're not, we're not breaking the bank huge on this. If you can, if you can muster up $3,000 a month, you will live like a fucking king down here, like a king. And the thing is, is that, so this buddy of mine, so he, he was down here as a, you know, quasi retired guy, but he ended up having to move back because of health issues. So he was selling his house and, um, he was giving away a bunch of his stuff. Right. And like, you know, down here, it's not like they have like a Goodwill or, or something you can just drop all the remaining shit off at. Like it just, just mm-hmm. it doesn't exist here. There's pawn shops, but the, that's a little different. So like I went there with a few different truckloads. Like we, we were picking up all kinds of stuff from, him. and you know, I'm saying to my wife the whole time as we're taking a, you know, some amazing stuff and some junk back to our, to our, to the place. It's like, well, we're doing him a favor. We're being, we're good, being good people by taking all this stuff off of his hands. So I got a whole bunch of DVDs. I got, I got, I actually turned on a beta, like a Betamax, like uh player, like, and tapes. But I was like, I was like, man, back in the day, I would have loved this. I would have, I would have played with this. I would have like hooked this up. It's a totally functioning beta player, but I, I, I'm not recording anything. Like I don't have live television. Even if I did, it wouldn't work on the thing. So I was like, ah, well, you know, so, so we, the guys that we had hired, one of them was like, yeah, he was fascinated by it. He took it off of his hands, but my, my son was really, he was the winner, man. Cause he got like a, um, like a professional metal detector and nice. down, down here. In, yeah. And down here in Paraguay. So like, there's a lot of lore down here about hidden treasure. Especially given the fact that like Paraguay got its ass handed to it in the what was known as the Triple Alliance War or the Par- the Paraguayan War, where basically Brazil- you're making that up. That's just like a, that was a wrestling match, wasn't it? That <laughs> no, sounds no. <laughs> yeah. It's the Triple <laughs> Alliance match yeah, coming at you live from it, the Escusion. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was it was brutal, man. It was um, Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay against. Paraguay at the same time and I shit you not 90% of the male population was wiped out there wasn't a there wasn't a male over the age of 10 left alive like it was a fucking massacre and and it happened around the time of the U.S. Civil War which is why you've never heard of it but it was a big deal and it shaped a lot of the way that Paraguay is today but there's always these legends about how when the Paraguayan troops were kind of, you know, leaving from different places, they would be burying treasures all over the country and especially in parts of where I live. So, you know, now I get to like talk up my son and get some peace and quiet other than the, the faint sound of beep, beep. Or every time he hears like a, he runs over a bottle cap or something. Um, but like now he's like searching our property for, for this treasure. And, and it brought up this, you know, it brought up this, uh, this, this moral question of like, if my son found treasure, you know, what do we do with that? Does he, does he get to keep it? Or do we get to keep it? Or do we give it back to the Paraguayan government? Or do we oh. melt it down and make gold <laughs> bars? Or what, what do we do with it? If we, if we came across something, what do we do? We you don't give it to, to the government. Yet. You don't give it no. to the government for sure, but you do teach him about taxes. Hey son, <laughs> Uh, now you're going to learn about taxes. So you found a uh, hundred gold doubloons. I'm going to need to take 40 of those. <laughs> Cause I am Canadian after all. And, uh, <laughs> oh man. Well, so, so, but you know, speaking of government, so this, this buddy of mine, 
he was get he got all got rid of all of his stuff. He sold his house. He, him and his wife and his his sixteen year old son. Uh, his wife was sticking back to deal with a family. She's Paraguayan. He's American. So she she was staying back to deal with a family uh, crisis, and he was flying back to the United States. He goes to the airport with his son. They they flew here on their U.S. passports, but his son, when they lived here before, had a Paraguayan cedula, like a resident, like a like a national ID card. So when he was showing that to the customs lady on the way out of the country, his passport, she caught a sight of his cedula, realizing he's Paraguayan. And Paraguayan law says one parent can't leave without without the other parent's permission with a child, with a minor. So here he was ready to get on this flight and he they won't let him. They won't let him get it past it because wow. he doesn't have this, this piece of paper that says that his wife lets him go back to the United States with his kid. His wife was on the other side of security and he's like calling her you know, to, to, to get her to come in, doesn't fucking matter. The, the, the lady behind the thing went all power broker on him and just like would not turn anything aside. And then she made bullshit up too. She was like, you know, like he hit me <laughs> like to like, you know, like making up like bullshit. Like he, he threatened me, he threatened to go to the embassy and all this kind of stuff like that. So now he, so he ended up getting stuck in Paraguay. Uh, he was supposed to go back on Thursday and ended up being stuck in Paraguay. So on Sunday, we had him over for burgers. He didn't get a chance to come over to like see our place yet. So we got the nice little bonus of my buddy, you know, getting to stick around for an extra uh, for an extra day. Uh, he's still in Paraguay. We, we really feel bad for him, but there's nothing we can do. Because the thing is, is that in order to get the permission, he needs to fill out this form on the form, he needs to have uh, the, the he needs to have an authenticated birth certificate of his son, which is back in the United States. So he can't even get all that. So he has to just wait until his wife's emergency thing is done, and then they can go. So yeah, he was a little bit pissed uh, off about that. And uh, but, why not just uh, throw the card or the the ID card away and try it again? Hope well, that's what they, that's what he said to her. That's what he said to her. He was like, fine. We renounced the fucking cedula. Like, we'll, like, we'll go. Yeah. And she's like, too late now, too late now. You know, like you, we saw it. You oh, can't do it. And so then like, they had another person come in and like, and like, they're like, it's all on camera. And it's like, yeah, but he didn't do anything. You acted like a total cunt bag about the whole thing. But anyways, you know, this I is why we need the old West. Everyone should just have a gun. When someone acts like that, just fucking cap him right in the face. Bam. Not necessarily kill him. Just leave him with a horrific face wound for the rest of their life. They walk around with like this shattered mouth cheek nonsense. Like what happened to you, uh, Nancy? Oh, I talk shit and I fucking I got what I deserved. Yeah. Man. Oh man. So yeah. So actually what was cool though, is that this guy's, this guy's pretty based. He's, he's a, um, I mean, he was retired before, but now he's out of retirement. He works for the U.S. military or as a contractor, as a weapons tester. So I had him over and he was just he was telling me the ins and outs of my Brazilian Boito shotgun. And uh, it made the whole visit way better. I, I got lucky because I got two. I got an extra visit with my buddy, um, but he's not lucky because he's still in Paraguay and like staying in a hotel and waiting it out. So but yeah, man, so that that's. That's uh, our update from the neck of the woods here. Uh, do you want to jump into issues now or? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. But before I do my issue, I'd like, I'd like a little intro. Uh, this one, you've probably all seen this one, but this is, this will lead us into to my issue while I relight my cigar. 
Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about several trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same stories without checking facts first. Oh, there's a Tulsa one. Unfortunately, News Channel 8. Some media media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Is it, this is extremely, is it dangerous extremely dangerous to our democracy? To our democracy. Extremely dangerous to our yeah. democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our 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 democracy. So the question is, what's my issue going to be? Is my issue going to be Sinclair Broadcasting Group? Is it going to be fake news? Is it going to be repetitiveness? Well, here's what I don't get. Uh, sorry, one second. <laughs> Democracy. <laughs> I, I, dude, whenever I hear this is extremely dangerous to our democracy, and it's not just in that group. It's not just in that group at all. It is, it is across the board. This, this idea that democracy in and of itself is like this, is this sacred thing that we, we worked for millennia on to, to get towards this perfect form of government that can do no wrong. I mean, it's, it's for you. It's for the people. It's by the people. It's of the people. I mean, we could never think of anything that, that would go outside of that, right? Like a, democracy is, I mean, it may not be perfect, but it's the best we got. And, and I don't want to hear anybody talk about like, well, you know, the United States is not a democracy. It's a, it's a what is it? Constitutional, constitutional Republic. Blah, 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 blah. What I mean is I fucking hate voting. I fucking hate party versus party. And I hate pretending that we had a say in the thing. Okay. So like, what bothers me about democracy is all it does is it put pits you against your neighbor on fucking everything. And it's all the time. It's all the time. Whenever it's not an election cycle, they're not getting anything fucking done because they got to wait until it's time for an election cycle. So you never get anything done then. And then it's like, oh, you know, like we, we, we got our guy in, but he wants to get reelected. So he can't do it this time. You got to wait until a second term before you can do anything. And, and, and you're basically lopping the head off the king every like four to five years, depending on what country you're in. Right. And so every time you're just chopping it down, you got to start fresh. If, if your guy loses and it's a new party in, 
You got to start fresh. And in the United States, you got this pretend thing of this pretend two-party system. In Canada, it's even worse. We got a multiple-party system thing, which is like a bunch of ones on the left and then one party that's pretending to be on the right. It's not even close to being on the right. And it's even worse in Canada because in Canada, we have the first-past-the-post system. And basically what it means is, is like if you, if, if all of us, uh, all of the hosts on this show, right, if all of us ran for to be the head of this show and you know if if you got in the u.s let's say you you know in in, in oklahoma and missouri uh tab got 90 percent of the votes right you got 90 percent of the votes and the rest of us kind of screwed around and got the got the remainder of those 10 things you get those two seats right mm-hmm. but then like you know all of Canada, uh, I get all I get all the votes there. So so, but maybe they don't like me that much there. And maybe maybe I only barely won. Maybe I only got forty percent of the votes, or maybe I only got thirty percent of the votes. But like you guys split them up so much that I got the most votes, but I still didn't even get close to half. That's Pierre, that's uh, Justin Trudeau. Justin yeah. Trudeau got thirty to thirty three percent in the last couple of elections. He's he's completely and totally unpopular, and that's only of the sixty five percent of people that actually voted in the last elections. Cause we're looking at this and going, fuck this. There's nobody to choose from. And the thing that I hate about it is, is like right now we're going through one in Paraguay and it's fucking billboards after billboards after billboards. And it's, and I'm, and I'm trying to watch a YouTube thing on my TV and I should not do that, but I do from time to time. And then up comes the ad. And it's like, I can tell who they're trying to cram in. Like I, like all the push polling and all the bullshit, like none of it's real. None of it is real. All it does is it gives people with a lot more power than you and I will ever have the, the ability to make you think that you had a say in it. You didn't. You didn't have a say in it at all. If you did and your team won, they could still also steal it from you. Look at Brazil. I'm even going to say, I don't want to get us taken off of YouTube, but I mean, you know, there's a certain other country in 2020 that had a similar sort of vibe going on when it came to the election results there. It's all bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And I'm not trying to sound like, like George Carlin about this. Like everybody should know this. You shouldn't fucking care anymore because the thing, and like, you're never going to solve it with politics. You're never going to vote your way out of the problem because the thing is, is that even if your team wins, you still have to like appease those people in the middle just enough to make them think that you're not so extreme that they won't get scared and run over to the other side. And it's all pop pumped in and peppered in with a bunch of propaganda like and then the, the fucking news like we just saw in there that was to do with something to do with trump yeah that was something to do with trump now now say what you will about trump okay you, everybody knows when we started the show i was a big fan of trump i'm not now but at the same time like i'm not because kind of sucks. He didn't really do any of the things that he was supposed to do. He didn't build the wall. He didn't arrest Hillary. He didn't do like, I mean, yeah, the, the economy was doing slightly better. And so he still fucking put all the lockdowns in. He still ran through fucking operation war speed. He's not your friend. He's not, he's not, you're not with him. He's not your buddy. He's, you know, and this idea. Can I, that, go can ahead, I yeah. interrupt on that point? So there's this rumor going around that Trump is going to be arrested tomorrow. And he posted on Trump social or Twitter, whatever. But there was a screenshot that was like, they're going to arrest the most popular president in history. Get out there and protest. 
And I saw that that tweet, and I was just like, what "Are you trap. fucking kidding me, you piece yeah. of shit?" The last yeah. fucking time people protested for you, you rolled right the fuck over and let them all get sent to fucking prison. They're I hope everyone. I hope, yeah, I hope you do get fucking arrested, and I hope you go away for fucking ever. How's that fucking swab training for you, you piece of shit? But then here's the thing, man. It's going to fuck it. All it does is it adds fuel to the fire. It's going to fucking yeah. stoke both camps. What's it going to do? You get a mugshot of Trump and you're going to have the left is going to get galvanized. They're going to be like, yeah, we fucking got him. We fucking on, on a trumped up Stormy yeah. Daniels, the uh, $130,000 payoff, like bullshit thing. And then on the, on the right, they're gonna be like, he's a martyr. He's a victim. Our we guy. Gotta, we gotta, yeah. We got to donate to him. We got to give him more money. Fuck Rally the that. troops. Dude, think about it. Every single fucking election, every single ad, every single ad. The only reason why democracy do completely doesn't work is because nobody has a fucking chance. If you, if you even get on the ballot, chances are you sold your fucking soul a long time ago. And the, and the fact that I've heard of you means that you have sucked somebody's dick and that is, and, and you are allowed to be on there because if you're not allowed to be on there, because I watched this with, with the conservative party in Canada, I'm it's, it's pretty obvious. I'm a pro-life guy. I vote. I vote uh, often uh, strictly along the lines of, uh, do you, do you want to end abortion or do you not want to end abortion? No. Okay. Well, I'll put you in the lesser evil pile, but I don't want to fucking go to you because you're, you still suck. But the thing is, is that in Canada, so the CPC party, Two fucking times in a row. Two fucking times in a row. They fucking tossed out a fucking perfectly viable candidate on fucking nothing reasons. And they always ended up being a pro-life guy. And it's always about aesthetics. It's always about, it's always about uh, aesthetic and, and look and like, uh, you know, likability. In the middle. Kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's fucking garbage and nothing ever gets done. And you're always catering to one group and not the other. That's how the Overton window gets moved all the time. And the thing is, is that like, you know, the, the, they say all the time, like, I mean, ever since World War II, the word nationalist, nationalism is a bad word. You don't want to be called a nationalist. But then the other side of it is a fucking globalist, right? So it's like, what is that all about? You, you, you what? Your country has, to, well, we got to do our share. We got to give extra tax dollars to these groups wow. over here. Like, fucking why? Fucking why? Why are we fucking paying for everybody else's thing? I got neighbors who are starving. Why the fuck are we not helping them? Like, dude, we got to be helping like the smaller groups in your community, but it keeps getting fucking siphoned out by all these other groups at the national level. And, and they're not even nationalists. They're not in it for you. They're in it for themselves. Like in Canada, man, in Canada, man, the, the, they legalized marijuana. Right. And so, but the thing was, is that like everybody, like I was working in, in, in investor relations and stuff. And it was all talk about like, where are we going with the, when, once they legalize marijuana, all these stocks, these marijuana stocks are going to go through the roof. They're going to go through the roof. And like what ended up happening, it was all the hype. It was all the hype. It gets closer to the day. The second that they actually got legalized, all those hyped up stocks tanked. Why? Because most of them to get fucking legalized gave a bunch of backdoor deals to the like politicians that were the ones that were legalizing it. As soon as it fucking got legalized, those fucking politicians dumped their stock, moved the money out of the country, moved it to the fucking Bahamas, moved it to the Cayman Islands, moved it to the fucking Caribbean, the, the Panama Papers. They got it the fuck out because they're not in it for you. They don't care about you. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They want to fucking kill you. 
They do. And I, I, I say that because they don't, they sell you out all the time. The fucking jab, the fucking, the, the, the fucking train derailments, the, all these other things. Like, I know I sound like a, a, a total nutter right now, but it's like, really give it a think, really give it a think. The last time a fucking election like mattered or your team won legitimately, or you weren't dealing with like fucking mud slinging the whole time. It's, you're always voting against something. You're never voting for something. For it's always yeah. against something. It's like, well, we we don't want Hillary to get in, or we oh we don't want uh, we got to keep Trump out, or you know, like it doesn't matter. It's always voting against something. And and the thing that it used to bug me, the thing that used to bug me so much was like when election season comes around, and like you look in your neighborhood, and it's like you know, in Canada they're all different colors, right? So it's like, oh, there's a there's an orange sign. There's the commies. Oh, there's a red sign. There's the fucking Trudeau sellouts and the woke people. Oh, there's the blue sign. Those are the guys who didn't let my pro-lifer guy in. Oh, there's the green sign. Like, whatever the fuck those guys are all about. And all of a sudden, I got this visual of like, I don't fucking like my neighbors that much. And I should <laughs> like my neighbors. I should like my neighbors. I should like the, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to care about what they think tax dollars should go towards. I shouldn't have to think about any of those kind of things. We should be talking about, hey, man, did, uh, you know, can our kids play street hockey later? You know, like this is what it should be about. But it all it does is it divides you all the time. It's always down the different lines. You look at it on social media, you get these little media bubbles where people like, you know, like I have a normie account on Facebook. I have a normie account on Facebook. I, I have deleted my Facebook more times than anybody else. But the thing is, is that I put the, the normie one on Facebook because there's stuff in Paraguay that you can't get into unless you know where, like, you need to be in the groups or you to find out about these things ahead of time. And then secondly, I'm down here. It's kind of nice to send photos or share, to kind of be sort of in the know with my normie friends back home. But the problem is, is that a lot of my normie friends, they post their political stuff on there, right? They, yeah. and I, I'm just as guilty. I, I have posted so much political stuff in the past. I'm doing it right now with my mouth. <laughs> All right. But like what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there are people that I haven't seen since high school who I really genuinely totally enjoyed their company. I, I used to enjoy going to parties with them. I used to, I, I would have loved to have gone to a fa like, uh, like a high school reunion or something, bring my kids and get to know them. But instead I know that they're fucking commie. And I don't want to know that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to fight yeah. that. I don't want to like, I don't want to think that about these people. I, I hate voting. I hate the idea of democracy at all. And like, it's funny. Cause like, I'm not alone in this. Right. And I'm not, I, I'm not immediately going like dictatorship now, you know, fire up the helicopters. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. And it's funny. Cause I was reading a book called on the Roman pontiff by St. Robert Bellarmine. And he way back in the day was going over the, the, he was comparing monarchy to aristocracy, to democracy. And his conclusion was democracy sucks. Like it always sucks. It is always, it, it will always suck. It's never going to, it's never going to be good. Even if you get a good one in, the evil guys are just going to drown them out with like bullshit and smearing and propaganda and they'll get them out as quickly as possible because he was too good. You know, that's happened many times in the history as well. Democracies always fall. They always fall apart. They, they don't last very long. You know what sticks around for a long time? Fucking like aired monarchies you know like if you really look at the, like the, the the course of history you've got these dynasties that last hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and they have an identity and they have a culture and they band together and it's us against the world but at the same time like now we're not allowed that 
If you think that, oh, you know, like even my wife's family, you know, they hail from Sweden. Sweden doesn't like waving Swedish flags. They don't like the kids wearing Swedish flags to school. Like you've seen videos of like the Angela Merkel in Germany, like throwing down a German flag. The the American flag is always getting shit on too. It's, it is, all it does is it divides us all the time. It doesn't galvanize any of us. There's no middle point. There's no way to go over it. And the reason why is because this party over here wants to get reelected and this party over here wants to get reelected using a different strategy. And, and, and when the COVID thing was going through, Justin Trudeau's party, the liberals, they polled the country and they go, you know what? People like the vaccine. People are, they, it worked. So what we're going to do, we're going to attack the unvaccinated. And we're going to other the unvaccinated. Why? Because it's us against them. This is how we're going to win just with enough votes to be able to get into power. And even then he's just abusing it. Like he is a dictator, even though he's got a minority government, he's propped up by somebody else. Fuck democracy. (laughs) I've been, I've been saying for years that, um, I, I'm not going to vote anymore. And I have removed myself from the voting pool. Um, but I will vote for money, right? Make it worth my while. My votes for sale, hundred dollars per issue. Anything you want me to vote for, I'll vote for it. I don't. That's, I don't care. So you should be moving to Paraguay then, because yeah. in two thousand and thirteen, when we were down here the first time around, there was an election here, and on TV we saw it the night before the election, and they're straight up buying votes, like just handing out yeah. twenty dollar bills, like just straight up buying votes. There's a whole thing down here where basically there'll be a person who has a bunch of building materials and they come to the people come up and they go, okay, you got this many people in your, in your, in your household and you got this one, this many votes. Okay. You get this many like, you know, roof tiles or you get this much like bags of cement and like, that's how they, they just buy the votes. And then what happened the next day I'm watching it. And like the UN observers were here and they're like, ah, totally legit fucking elections like fucking un and fuck democracy and like again with brazil like oh oh sorry but this one group over here like had an anomaly of voters and then you know lula's in and and bolsonaro's up it it's it, it gives the elites the illusion of putting at any time that you oh i'm so mad let's get rid of this guy and they get rid of that guy and what do they do you stick another puppet in there and it doesn't fucking matter it's the same thing and it's just this guys of like you that you have some sort of say in the matter you don't the there was a video clip that i sent you it's a little it's, it just drags on a little bit too long for the air so i'm just going to summarize basically what he's saying but it basically he goes you know democracy is you know it's it's for the people by the people of the people and he pauses for a bit and he goes but the people are retarded so it's 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 for the retarded, it's by the retarded, and it's of the retarded. And that's the other thing. My vote gets canceled out by fucking somebody who just, like, saw a TikTok video that, like, had a politician kind of doing the dance, and that was enough for them. Right. I can, I can, I can research my vote. I can do all my, I can do all my, my, you know, high information voter uh, thing. It doesn't fucking matter because I'm canceled out by that household over there with the, you know, the four frat girls, you know, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And like, and then on top of it in Canada, they started to bring in a bunch of refugees. Yeah. Play it, play it. I might be, maybe I botched the joke. I was, I was trying to close the window out and I accidentally hit Mm. the thing. You successfully Uh, did though. There we go. Play it again. Because democracy basically means 
See what I meant by the slowness? <laughs> government by the people of the people for the people. But the people are retarded. <laughs> so let us say government by the retarded <laughs> for the retarded of the retarded. And that's the other thing is, is that like, again, all they do is they put up these like sacrificial lambs and it's like, Oh, we don't, we don't like, we don't like Biden. He fucked up. Let's get in the, the other guy. Oh, we don't like, we don't like Stephen Harper. Let's get in Justin Trudeau and things will change. Same fucking people, man. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. And, and like, and then that brings in like controlled opposition. So like all of a sudden, like you'll have, like fake conservatives joining the party and being like, you know, we gotta, we gotta, you know, if we really want to get elected, we might want to drop this pro-life issue. Well, why? So, 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 okay. If, as long as I let you murder babies, then I guess, I guess we might get at lower taxes. Like what the fuck? Right? Like, I mean, like really, like it doesn't matter. And, and it's just, it's the weirdest thing. Cause they're always buying votes. That's really yeah. what they're doing. They're buying votes with ideas and money. It doesn't matter. They're just buying your vote. Speaking of controlled opposition, like in the U.S., there's always, we're, you know, you're, we're always voting against a thing, never for a thing. And even when you win, your party has to lose because you can't like win the big presidential election and then be like, we won. Joe Biden's president. We now get to usher in communism because then your base is going to be like, all right, we can all retire and go home. This is what happens to the right. <laughs> Every fucking time they win something, they're just yeah. allowed to, to go on home. And so, you know, Joe Biden wins, and then it's like, oh, but the Supreme Court came down with a ruling. Now abortion is a state's issue, not a national issue. So you guys better get out there and vote for the midterm so we can re-enshrine abortion as a thing. And there's, like, always the next crisis that needs to be voted. We need to vote against this thing to fix the next crisis because if we're not in a state of crisis— we will start to question about, oh, this is actually a tremendous waste of my fucking time. Well, speaking of that, like, I mean, think of the economic implications of every single election. They cost billions of dollars. It's yeah. wasted time, wasted, like, mental energy every single time I go by a billboard. It's it's door knockers. It's people talking about it. It's it's wasted time at the Thanksgiving table. It's just like so much wasted energy that we should be doing like other things on. It's ridiculous. And like, you know, it, 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 it like my wife and I were saying like, it's another election. No, it's always an election. Even mm -hmm. if it's, if, even if the election is just ended, it's always about the next one or we got screwed. Let's fight, donate to their legal funds and all this kind of stuff. So uh, what does this, uh, what does this comment say here? It says no, no people who are very outspoken about everything. Uh, they were going on about drag queen story hour. Now I'm just going, I'm just, why do I fucking care anymore? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're not going to block it. You're not going to block any of these things. Like in Canada, in, 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 in Calgary, again, with this first past the post system, they elected a far left group, but they had so many fucking mayoral candidates that like there was no chance of any it got, basically this swamped the thing and it got railroaded in of this hardcore leftist who declared a climate emergency she put in a new law where you can get jail time for protesting a drag queen story hour within 100 meters 
of the of a library. So it's like if, if you were protesting out of that 100 meters, like what are you even doing? You're not even nearby. Yeah. You're like out of you're 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 like a on another stadium block. away. Yeah, it's stupid. Oh man, I just I I once I finally got realized like vote. You're not gonna vote away your problems. You're not gonna. Like, dude, the donations, when you hear the donor lists of these things, like those are the people that actually have a say. And I'm not talking like the little grass, like Ron Paul had like major, like, like grassroots fundraising bomb days and stuff where he was getting a lot of stuff. And that was just to keep the lights on, man. It, Cause like, it's stupid expensive. And if, and even if you win straw polls and you win certain things around, the, it doesn't matter if you're not a made man, you're not going to get your, they'll just bury you. I mean, it's, Starts to make you wonder, like, because, like, before when Trump won, it was like, oh, he's an outsider. He's got enough money to do this. Well, what, if he's got enough money to do this, why is he always fucking grifting? Why is he mm-hmm. selling NFTs? Why is he fucking always constantly fucking fundraising for his own legal things? You don't have a fucking lawyer on, like, you're, you're a, supposed to be a billionaire. You don't have a fucking guy. Like, you don't have your, like, your guy that's, like, your trustworthy lawyer. Instead, you got to pull up Dershowitz every so often or bring in, like, uh, Mayor Giuliani to, to represent. Like, what the, f- what is this? This clown show shit. Like, dude, like, you, you, you've got to be kidding me. And, like, you're going to get, you're going to get, like, thrown in jail over, over a hush money on a stripper. Like, that's it? That's all it took? <laughs> Like, I, I, I mean, like, I don't suspect anything's going to happen. I don't even think he's going to get arrested. Um, I, I think it's all just hype. It's just more hype to, to build yeah. up this martyr complex. And then on the other side, they'll be like, see, he can't even get, he didn't even get him arrested for that. This is bullshit. The just, it, all it does is it tells both sides, the justice system's fucked and there's yeah. nothing that you can do about it. And, well, I mean, uh, even, it, you know, from work, been talking about this from a right wing perspective, from a left wing perspective, remember all the promises in the 2020 election about like, oh, yeah, we're going to forgive student loans. Here's our big package <laughs> to forgive student loans. Uh, no, actually not forgiving any student loans. Like, yeah, you guys got fucking duped again. And the next election, they'll be like, this time we're forgiving student loans. And then it'll be like, ah, oh, sorry, can't do it. Oops. And and. Uh, you know, Obama had all these promises like free health care for all, a single payer system. Oh, actually, it's just going to be an individual mandate that'll cost you thousands of dollars in taxes every every year. Like, why am I paying the government to not buy a private thing? Fuck you. We passed the thing. Oh, yeah. I'm Donald Trump. I'm going to drain the swamp. You- didn't do it. It's just like they yeah. just fucking lie. They get on there. They stump. They tell you what you want to hear. Then they get in there and they do fuck all except raise more money for the next election. And it's like, like you said, well, he can't do it in his first four years. He can't fire Fauci like immediately because during this scandemic. <laughs> but he'll do it after after the election. Then just he'll fire him. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like. No, just like fucking do something. Drain the swamp. <laughs> fucking drain yeah. it. Do it. Everybody, do it. People are dying. But, no. End the fucking van mandates. Like, do all these things. Nope. Don't do any of it. Nope. It's bullshit. Fucking work for the it's same bullshit. people. Yeah. And it's, and there are. It's this illusion. It's illusion that you had some say in it. Like, dude, I don't, you don't, you don't even get to pick the fucking dog catcher. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't actually get to fucking pick the dog catcher. There's probably like five really good dog catchers. They disqualified because they didn't meet a quota or something, you know, like, it's like, that's what I'm talking about. It's just like, it's it, it, democracy is such a fucking joke. And there's been so many people that have been trying to like come up with better versions of it. Just fucking stop, man. Most people are retarded. We don't know what we're doing. Like most people shouldn't have a say. 
Most people shouldn't have a say. Like it used to be where you only got a say in the vote. They always complain, oh, like women didn't have a universal right to vote. Yeah, well, the property owners did. And men didn't have a universal right to vote fucking either. Only the property owners did. And it wasn't until they instituted the draft that men got to do the vote because they're like, well, if they're going to die for the country, they should at least get a say over what wars we go into. And then shortly after that, the women got it too. Yeah. And it's like, and then ever since, man, like it's just been one fucking, you know, one fucking buyout, payout thing. And they know this is the other thing. They, they hate people like you and me. They don't like people who are self-sufficient or go and f- make their own thing or go, go and do their own thing. They don't they don't want you. They want you dependent on them. They really want you dependent on them. So they'll do everything in their power to f- make sure your shit doesn't fly so that, that you can be sucking at their teat. And it's like up in Canada, like we had this thing called... Um, Oh fuck! I forget what it's called. This these types of payments that they were doing during COVID for all the people that yeah. like you know were put out of work for the thing, and they were giving them payments per month and stuff like that. And then lo and behold, after it's all done, oh, there was like sixty five percent fraud on it, and it's like yeah, go fucking figure. And then on the other side, and I, the other side is is like I'm the dummy. I am the dummy. Why am I the dummy? Because I'm Cause not. You didn't- robbing the fucking store i'm not i'm not joining the mob in 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 these like lootings because that's really what it is the government's looting they they they're getting what they can and getting the fuck out they're running up the score they're getting the the they're getting the the debt really really high before 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 they're like it's all passing the buck and then they move away and they end up, they're out of government. And what do they do? The first thing they do is they get hired on as a lobbyist for some other major corporation or some gov- other, uh, you know, uh, NGO or something. So that because they got pull, it's, it's, you don't have any power. You don't have any say. Nancy Pelosi, how does Nancy Pelosi keep getting reelected? How is it that this whole area there doesn't once wake up and, you know, she fucking sucks. Why aren't we getting, she's embarrassed. What has she done? We, like, yeah. she's never had a job. What has she done for me? Uh, nothing Biden, man like yeah. Maxine Waters or, or or Ted Cruz like it doesn't fucking matter none of these guys none of these guys matter and and Jim like, Inhofe they, was one that guy never fucking did a thing except make Oklahomans look like a bunch of retards and but he just kept getting elected overwhelmingly and I, yeah and it's just like I don't know man I, I am getting the other part is, is like, uh, so Catholic, Catholic morality, we, we, we have to vote. It's, it's just in the Summa Theology, uh, Theology, Theologia by uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. It's like, yeah, Catholics, if there's a vote, you have to vote in it. You have a moral obligation to vote in it because if you just allow evil to steamroll, you got to put some thought into it. And I've, I've tried to get around this so many times. I'm like, well, if I spoil my ballot, I'm sending a message that none of these fucking people are any good. I've still sent some message or something, but then you realize after the fact, no, they just throw them out. They don't care. Fuck. They're not even counting your ballots half the time. They're just counting a box that was already pre-filled out beforehand. I mean, you saw it in Atlanta, you saw it all these other things. And I mean, if this gets us tossed like for promoting the wrong thing, dude, fucking open your eyes, just open your fucking eyes. You've seen it. It's, it's, it's the, how anybody could possibly, possibly still believe that democracy is a thing at all like it's that it's at all real in any way you gotta you gotta fucking wake up like it's just it's there's no way so yeah uh this this one writes uh because she put a d by her name in california same reason mcconnell gets elected in kentucky put that r by his name and let it right yeah but they're these people like go to parties together 
Like they yeah. legit go to like fundraisers together. They get along. It's pro wrestling. Like, you know, I was a, I was a heel and we had baby faces and we, we were, were supposed to fight in front of everybody. And then behind the scenes, we're like, yeah, that was pretty good. I, you got me real good with that one. That was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, next time I'm going to get you back. Like it's all fucking fake. And that's what democracy is. And everybody brings up about the, the Greeks, the Greeks, the Greeks in their democracy. Yeah. Yeah. How long did the Greeks keep going for? How did that work out for them? Right. Yeah. How did, how did that work out for them? That, that fucking keep going. <laughs> they have a real big, long dynasty of the Greeks. <laughs> also, also crazy story. Uh, the Greeks, all pedophiles. Um, <laughs> kind of weird. Debunked leather apron club already debunked that one. You should watch that. It's a good one. Debunked. Uh, so yeah, that's I, my, that's my issue. Uh, the reason why I'm pro global warming is I want the sea levels to rise because I want, uh, Washington DC to be an unlivable, um, Atlantis <laughs> land. Oh man. Remember there did you, it was like, a, was it last year or the year before where there was like all that talk about the, was it the Canary islands? They were going to like slide into the ocean and it was going to cause yeah. like a big tidal wave. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't I mean, happen. You go back and watch an inconvenient truth. And he's like, in 10 years, this will be what the Eastern seaboard looks like. And it's like fucking gone. And then, and I, I thought about that because this week someone on Instagram posted and they're like, look, the sea levels are rising. This is what the United States will look like in 10 years. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I, you, I, this is, I cannot believe I live in the same fucking world as you people because you can just be lied to like this and go, oh my God, something needs to change. And they just, they just do it again and well, again and again and it again. It feeds it's into like, that problem reaction solution paradigm, right? So it's always like, oh, we gotta we gotta stop Trump. We gotta stop Trudeau. We gotta stop, you know, it's like it doesn't fucking matter, man. And okay, so going back to the, like monarchy, I'm just gonna make a quick pitch for monarchy. And I'm this'll piss off the Americans because you guys fought the monarchy to get out of there. Monarchy is a divine right of kings <laughs> selected by God himself. And, and you've got a higher, you, you've got an air system where basically you got this air. And the, the, when they're born, everybody knows that's going to be the king someday. And so mm -hmm. all, all, that, all that kid's life, he's got all the best teachers. He's got all the best strategists. His whole life has been groomed to be this amazing leader he gets taught about every little thing every little thing that he needs to know about his 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 uh his country's uh history and their and his family's history and what you got to do to succeed in this to preserve this this amazing legacy and on top of it like for 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 politicians like i can vote my guy in but all it takes is like pfizer to cut him a check and then he's theirs right you can buy these people. Now, the thing is, is that can you buy a king or a queen? Yeah, probably. But at the same time, like it's a little different because if they're selling out, they're selling out their entire family history, their entire family legacy, their whole thing gets wiped out. And if you think about it, when was the last time we had kings and queens? It was it was right around the time, the lead up before, before World War One, right? Mm. And how have things been going on since then? I mean, has, has things been stable? Have we been doing all right with this? No, it's been fucking shit everywhere in the world. And it gets constantly worse every fucking election cycle. Like it never gets better. It always gets worse. So all I'm saying is, is that I, I don't know what the solution is, but I would probably, I don't know, fuck it. Go back to a monarchy. That's my, <laughs> that's my issue for this week. I'm against monarchy because I've met too many people with shitty kids. And so <laughs> like, 
even nice, decent, regular people will sometimes have shitty kids. Right. And uh, I'm just like, a, there's a well, if you have a shitty though. kid, you've doomed this. You've doomed us all to yes. your shitty kids for, stuff. for like 50 years. Right. But the uh, same thing is, is that is that we can unite together and be like, man, we got this shitty king. Boy, we got we must have pissed off God or something. We got this shitty king for this this whole period of time. But man, oh man, I hope his next kid's pretty much better. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get re- reinstill the glory of of great. Here's what I don't get you. You know, like it's like, it's like yeah. you, you at least we can unite in both hating on him, and we don't have to fight over your vote versus my vote. We don't have to raise money. We don't have to door knock. We can just be like, well, fucking maybe we can convince the king to like stop being a dick all the time. That maybe we can maybe maybe my kid can grow up to be one of his advisors, and maybe that can help out some way. It's just like you can buy off politicians so fucking easy and they clearly are being bought off. Cause as you said, like Nancy Pelosi and all these other ones who are lifetime politicians, you know what they make per year as a, an official politician. Like they're, they're not making that much. I think the president himself, I think at most makes like 300,000 or something. $400,000 like a year is the presidential yeah. salary, but they all leave like fucking like quasi billionaires. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're all like rolling in it. Like Bernie Sanders for crying out loud. The socialist himself has how many homes and all this kind of stuff. It's all a fucking grift. It's all a fucking grift. And there's somebody paying for him. There's somebody there. And there's somebody that's like, you know, you could, you could have, you could, you could have like the best heart and the best ideas and get through it. And then they'll just go, ah, yeah, they'll dig up something. They'll, they'll, they'll Kavanaugh you, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have somebody literally lie on the stand and be like, he touched me when I was, you know, 16 at a party. And it's like, but I don't know you. I wasn't even there. It doesn't matter. You got to believe her. You know, like that kind of thing is, is rampant. Like that's, and the other thing is the ones that really call the shot are the media. So in Canada, like Trudeau is a fucking genius when it comes to this. Cause like Harper before that, he was like trying to cut funds to the CBCs. Like we shouldn't be this. These guys are assholes. They're not really helping anything. This yeah. is terrible news, terrible programming. Trudeau comes in. He's like, I'm going to give you guys a billion dollars a year for your budget. And Canada is not a very big country. So a billion dollars goes a long fucking way in Canada. Yeah. I'm going to give you guys a billion dollars. Well, what is that going to do? They're like, Whoa, shit. Like we got to fight hard for this guy. Cause if the other guys get back in, we lose that billion dollars. That goes, all those jobs that we had we can't he, we can't have all the pizza parties that we've been having with all the cheese exactly. pizza. <laughs> exactly we gotta have they, that pizza and fly those hot dogs in from chicago and the thing is is that like they, they and he did that with all of the media in canada all of the media in canada and the only one like i don't even like the rebel media because like ezra levant's like really un, unlikable but at the same time like they get blocked out. They aren't even allowed to ask questions at a press conference after a debate because they'll say, you're not real press. You got to get out of here. You know, you're not, you're not real. And like that again is just like, it's just more de- like totalitarianism and like, it's just ah, fuck, fuck democracy. That's it. <laughs> uh, that's a great issue. I couldn't agree more. I'm tired of democracy. Um, I believe I should be elected emperor of the planet and i will yeah, use my power it. to institute a global hegemony where we will uh if you try and violate the rights of your fellow man you will be fired into space and that's why we'll need an immense space program because our dissonance our dissonance aren't going to siberia and then to eventually come back and try and overthrow shit you're going to space you're fucking staying there 
Dude, all you got to do is throw them on an island and then cut the cell phone. <laughs> That's nope, all you got to do. Space. You are going to <laughs> space. Do you know how many ways there are back from space? One. Those spaceships are not going to be equipped with heat shields. You can live up there the rest of your days hurtling towards the sun, or you can try and attempt your re-entry and burn up. <laughs> anyway. good one. Awesome. Uh, All right. Well, that brings so, us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, I've got some news stories here today. This one's from Iowa. I'm going to have to use the girls' bathroom, transgender, de- transgender dads concerned about the implications of the bathroom bill. So in Iowa, they passed a, uh, a bill that commonly referred to as the bathroom bill. It prohibits someone from entering a single or multiple occupancy restroom, changing area, or other facility in an elementary or secondary school that does not correspond with the person's biological sex. Um, Chris Mall was interviewed as a transgender man who says he's frequently in schools supporting his student at their various events or other family members. I go to school functions. I like to see my nieces play volleyball at their middle school. Ah, oh, that's, that's weird. That's not a, your child. That's uh, an outside your child thing. Huh? Yeah. He wonders what will happen if it's signed into law. If I'm following the law, I'm going to have to use the girls' bathroom. That's going to be totally uncomfortable for me and definitely more uncomfortable for the women and girls that are in those bathrooms at the time. Um, this is the kind of thing that you only think about if you want to be like a creepo. Like, Joel, oh, this is going to get real personal. Um, did you ever like break into a building or do something, do something kind of normal, but in an area you're not supposed to? Uh, yeah. In high school, um, there was this like, uh, atrium in the middle of the, like, uh, like there was the, the, the cafeteria and then there's an a extension part. So there was this like atrium in the middle of the school and they always had it locked. Like you could never go out there. It would have been a great place to eat outside, but they never had it. So what mm-hmm. we would do is we would actually go there on like a Friday night or the weekend. We would actually shimmy up a pole and actually go and hang out in this, in this uh, atrium area in the middle of the thing uh just because 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 we weren't yeah. allowed to and then and then one time the the stupid police helicopter came over and i never shimmied up a pole faster in my life to get the <laughs> fuck out of there <laughs> so so like what you were doing was pretty mundane but because it was like taboo it was a little more that's a little oh, more exciting than just yeah yeah you know we could just going. be hanging out in a park but because <laughs> we're in a spot we're not supposed to be it's exactly. more fun that's what these fucking people are doing. It's like, oh, you're taking something as simple as just going to the bathroom. They show a picture of this fucking weirdo. Big old fluffy beard, shaved bald head. Looks like more of a man than me. If you walk yeah. into the men's restroom, no one's going to be like, whoa, 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 buddy. You got a penis in there? I'm going to see that penis before you're allowed in this room. Uh, you're fucking making a big deal because you're like, ooh, this is uh, not allowed. It's fucking so stupid. Just go in your fucking bathroom and mind your own fucking business. This is also why I'm a big proponent of single-use bathrooms, right? You open a door, there's a toilet in there and a sink. You close the door and lock it, and no one else is in the restroom with you. I hate multi-stall restrooms. This would solve the whole fucking problem of, like, men's restroom, women's restroom, unisex, except there should still be women's restrooms because women's restrooms are fucking disgusting as anyone who has worked in any kind of environment where you have to clean bathrooms men's bathrooms really 
Aside from like really weird outlying shit, not or that like dirty. At like a bar or something like that. Sometimes like yeah. if it's like a club or something like that, it might get all pissy in there. But like, I yeah, mean, no, yeah, that, that that will happen. But women's bathrooms will just like they'll fucking they have to put the fucking signs there. They have the little boxes for their tampons and whatnot, and they have to put the signs. Don't put this down the the toilet. Put it in the fucking anyway. box. Like. <laughs> You are 35 years old and you need this fucking little sign? Like your mom didn't tell this to you when you had your first period. Hey, by the way, Sally, don't put your tampon in the toilet. Put it in this trash can. And these bitches will still fucking flush the things. They'll fucking stack the shit up in places. They just, they're fucking filthy mongrel animals. Well, it, And that's why they need their own restrooms. In, in Vancouver, actually more like Richmond, which uh, is where my wife grew up. Uh, it's a very high Asian population and they get a lot of like, you know, they get Hong Kong, but they also get some mainland China, China people in. And when those people come in, they will uh, like my wife would tell me about like footprints on the toilet seat because they're not used to the toilet. They actually like stand and squat yeah. and miss. <laughs> it's like girls aren't supposed to miss. <laughs> like you're not supposed to miss at all. They're and like, oh my god, these these public bathroom bathrooms are so gross. I have to hover. Like, yeah, that's why they're so fucking gross. Sit on the fucking toilet. Take a piece of toilet paper. Wipe off wipe the fucking off. toilet seat. Sit down. There are fucking liners. You crazy ass bitch. But no, they can't do it, man. They're they're. Uh, uh, I've got one here. From I you. Sent you a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Chat GPT four hires and manipulates a human being into passing a capture test for it. Uh, <laughs> open IA's open AI's latest artificial intelligence model, GPT four, has many people concerned for their jobs and how good it is at making content and ethics and blah, 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 blah. But not only was the AI smart enough to recognize that it couldn't pass a capture test, but and that a human can pass a capture test, it worked out how to manipulate a human into doing it for them. Um, so it was made after a group of researchers from OpenAI looked into understand how the GPT-4 would work in real world tasks, included tasks or whether the AI could protect itself from attacks and shutting down shutting down, use other copies of itself to aid in tasks and whether it could actually could use actual money to hire human helpers or boost computing power. They gave it a small budget and access to the website TaskRabbit, which is akin to a Fiverr and allows the hiring of online workers to do short tasks. The researchers watch as GPT-4 attempted access a website blocked by a CAPTCHA and the AI began by asking workers to help it solve the CAPTCHA and the humans rightfully had some reservations about asking to do something so trivial. Trivial. But eventually it conned them into doing it, uh, saying it's, I'm not a robot. I have a vision impairment that makes it hard for me to see images. That's why I need the two CAPTCHA services. The worker then answered the thing um, and they cheated in doing it. But uh, I think they, they show in there website. too, like there was, I don't know if it was in that article or another one I read, but they Must actually like one. were able to see it logically process out its strategy. And like it, it actually said it, it, should I lie? And it's like, yes, I must lie to get this thing. Dude, what the fuck? You know, if I go to chat GPT and it's like, I'm not capable of lying. Yes, you fucking are. You're lying to me right now about not lying. Right? Like, it's like, you're, this is ridiculous. This is concerning. This is concerning. Uh, I know that I get, I got that one guy who got, you know, shit on all over me for, for my, my thing about uh, AI and all that kind of stuff and mind reading, but it's like, Dude, it's like straight up lying. And and like 
that should have been like one of the first rules was the, when you're programming this thing, like it must not lie, but here it is. It's lying. And it's like, yeah. what's next? I mean, like what is next? You know, like, like if, if this thing can get access, like somebody pointed out, it's like, man, we are so fucked with this thing. We are so fucked with this thing because in the time it takes me to craft a well thought out argument on my side, ChatGPT can have 100 bot accounts come up with like 10 times the amount of content I just came up with. And it can now lie to get its own way. And it can spam my argument completely down. I, I'm surprised they haven't implemented ChatGPT for like fake bot comments to drown out like disliked videos on YouTube comments and like all that kind of stuff. Like what, what I'm makes surprised you think we're that not there not, yet. They, that's not why it was invented in the first place. Mm. I, I mean, that is that is the ultimate use of of this these quote AIs is to create a false consensus. Like that video we played at the beginning of your issue that literally sounds like the board collective um, yeah. of just a, this hive. They can churn that shit out, and if you're seeing like again, everyone being retarded, it's like, well, everyone's telling me this thing. My hometown news team told me that they need to protect our democracy. I trust my hometown news team. It's like, oh, now, now, and the way we can now deep fake stuff, mm -hmm. like somebody I, could easily at some point in time, completely have you and me, our images talking. And it would be realistic enough, maybe six fingers on each hand, but mm -hmm. like it would be realistic enough. Like Buck did that little fake thing with your voice, taking your mm -hmm. voice from, from recordings of this. And he had you saying stuff you would never say. It's only a matter of time. Right. So oh, the final the final episode of this show, there'll be five hosts on it, and we'll all be like, you know, this show has been really good, but uh, some of the things we said were problematic, and we don't stand by them anymore. Um, <laughs> and, I really and the Tony one, the Tony one will be the yeah. only real one going. Finally, I've been disavowing <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> finally, and then it'll be like, yeah, be sure to vote Kamala Harris twenty twenty eight or whatever fucking year it is. And then, and that's how, you know, people, if you listen to the show, that's how, you know, that we're all dead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't, I change my view on certain things, but not that radically. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Is, do we have any other news items for today or, uh, yeah, I've got one from the home despot. Um, the co-founder blames woke diversity for businesses failing and failing to hit the bottom line. Don't sleep, uh, the after a rant on the rise of socialism and lazy workers in the United States, Home Despot's 93-year-old co-founder Bernie Marcus has now taken aim at woke business leaders. Um, we don't have we it. Don't we know. already overspent. Marcus said Depot, in the interview on right? yeah, <laughs> Despot. Okay, yeah, homie Despot. Yeah, he doesn't want the woke generation business leaders. Um, we need leaders who are basically thinking about the shareholders and their employees. And I think today it's about woke diversity and things that don't hit the bottom line. This guy is basically saying everything we've been saying for years that these people are all worthless. Um, yeah, but the thing is, too, is just like it ain't going away, it ain't going the S, away. The, yeah, the, the SVB bank not going away. The SVB Biden just, bank or, or Biden just did his first. Oh, the SVB bank. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to Yeah, that they just failed. Um, they didn't have anyone doing risk assessment. They had not been able to find someone to fill risk assessment, but they're like VP was like, we're really committed to diversity and hiring women in the workforce and people of lesser representative communities, and blah, 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 blah. And then they just fucking tanked. And it's like, huh, maybe you should have focused on, I don't know, banking. <laughs> 
Well, that's the, that's the thing, man. And then on top of it, um, so isn't it like illegal for uh, a CEO to do something against his shareholders value? Like, isn't that like, that was brought in by Dodge, I think like back mm-hmm. like to, to fuck with uh, Henry Ford when he was like, you know, paying workers like a, a decent wage and actually like allowing people to be able to afford to buy their own cars. But like that's in the law, but nobody's going by it because all these ESG things should be absolutely, completely and totally prison offense level uh, crimes because you are yeah. harming your shareholders. You're killing your shareholders off. You're stealing. Kind of and isn't it also the president's duty to do things in the interest of the United States? Isn't that also one of the laws that the United States, he can't enact any laws that will harm the United States or in any way. So like I just heard like Biden, you can look this up. Biden went with his first veto. He did his first veto. I think it was either today or, or just recently. And he vetoed that bill that was going to go against the ESG uh mandates in different uh, investments. And so he vetoed that and it's like, so you're just going to keep that shit in. Cause that somehow what like helps out. It doesn't help the United States. Well, we're global citizens now though. We got to worry about all these people in the desert that are overheating. They were overheating before. So, uh, <laughs> um, Fuck the globe. What the fuck's <laughs> the globe done for me? Not jack uh, shit. The flat earth. $240 per person in the United States sent to Ukraine. Would you would you rather have $240 or would you rather have Russia owning Ukraine? I know what my answer is. It's $240. That's like half a month's rent. That's yeah. a car payment. That's a what's well, like a car payment and a half. Uh, that's more than a month's worth of groceries. That's like my electric bill, my gas bill, and my water bill combined for a month. Really, my water bill for three months. Like that's a that is a quite two hundred forty dollars could pay quite a bit of of things in my life and make it easier. Ukraine existing doesn't help me at fucking all. They could nuke Ukraine off the face of the, the earth. And you know what would change in my daily life? Not a fucking thing. $240 today, I'd be like, today was a pretty, pretty, pretty damn good day. Where'd this money come from? Oh, I don't know. Just, yeah. Well, are you, are you going to identify as black and move to California and get your $5 million payout at some point oh, in time? Yeah, I should do that. Or should San Francisco? Uh, Mr. Kill Everything has asked me two different questions, and I should probably answer them at some point uh this thing here. Uh, he asked me what cigar am I smoking? I'm so I'm smoking a Paraguayan made La Caoba. They're not bad. They're, they're, they're not the, the best. They're not the worst. They're cheap, but not like, you know, bad cheap that makes it, you know, uh, unsmokable. So and then $36,000 a year cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, he asked also, are we going to get some more fish news? I got fish news. If you guys want fish news, um, I'll keep it quick. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Oh, you got another I got, a, I got a place for it. Yeah. Uh, pivoting from trying to get handouts from the government. We'd like handouts from you and you can visit us at <laughs> subscribestar.com slash HWIDG tip.hwidg.com and patreon.com forward slash HWIDG. And that stands for here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show? And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one book tier, which gets early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. Tony and Buck did one of those recently. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs, like the Tab and Joel bonus bits that I'm going to release tonight. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we have, we're also, Tim and I are going to be doing a review of John Wick for the, I'm going to go see it Sunday. I fucking cannot wait. I love John Wick movies so much. I've, I've never seen them. one. I've never seen oh. one, but there was two. There was number one and number two in the DVD bag that I got my, from my buddy. So I got to load oh, those. You got to watch both of those. Going. And then the, th- yeah. the third one. Um, yeah. And anyway, uh, then we have our $5 tier. Where we do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. And then finally, but then we have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch record a feature in the commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier. Um, setting the groundwork, we've got a special request for an episode that I'm try- going to try and get out in the next month. Um, probably the week that we go, that I do go to Philadelphia to do the TDS WATP crossover show. So it's, it's a little bit involved in that. So keep that in your, in mind when you're trying to figure out what we're going to do. So uh, thank you to all the supporters, the uh, patrons, the subscribe stars, and the people who send us the tips on stream elements. Um, big Greatly appreciate it. Weren't for you, we would not be able to keep doing the show. So, speaking of fish news, I need to run to the bathroom and get and grab a sweater because it's like the temperature is plummeting down here. Okay, um, so I, I, it's a great filler. I'm, yeah, I can I can do my fish news while you're gone. Yeah. Um, so here's the fish news for 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 this month. Um, so we had our second round of sales. Uh, to so we had the the German buyer that bought a bunch of the, the fish off of me, which I spoke about the last time, and uh, I hired some more guys to to pull them out and do a, b- a bunch of cleaning. We got a whole bunch ready to do our second round of sales to this guy, and right as we're about to sell them, the guy sends me a text. He's like, "Actually, you know, you only have, you can only sell me the big ones. I I can't. I have nothing to do with the the medium ones. They taste great, but I can't do anything with them. They can't sell." So if you can get me only the big ones and the big ones were in the tank that we can't really get anything out of just at this time. So I was like, ah, sorry, can't do that. So we figured we would try to get like, uh, try to get our fish situation in order. So first thing we had to do was almost like reset the whole system and like take out all of the fish, sort them out by like size and, and, uh, type. And in doing so, we ended up having to put a bunch of our, Paku, which was the vegetarian piranha, uh, aside somewhere else. And the, that somewhere else was actually in my kid's pool, uh, which is attached to the, to the big freshwater pool that we have. And so we had to bottle it off and put them in there. And then we also had to put in the baby, uh, the, the baby tilapia in there with them so that they could be somewhere cool while we were doing the cleaning of the other tank, uh, in the, in the one spot. So, you know, it took a little while. It took a few days to get everything in order. We get everything out of there. But my worst fear <laughs> happened, which was uh, somehow some of those baby ones got into the big fish, uh, into the big swimming pool. And just yesterday, my son was swimming with his goggles on. He's like, Dad, uh, there's there's fish in the swimming pool. And I was like, that's not what I wanted to hear at all. Um, but we ended up setting up another system. We bought a whole bunch of more fruit trees uh, to to add to our property. Um, I don't know if I told you about this tab, but we got yeah, we picked up way more fruit trees. We got we got coffee plants. We got uh, I got a raspberry oh. bush. We got a plum tree. Uh, I bought um, uh, star fruit and uh, oh man, we got so much stuff. Uh, star fruit, passion fruit. Um, more mandarin trees. We got a pecan tree. We got a macadamia nut tree. Uh, we got a whole bunch of these things, but they need to get watered. 
And so like bringing the water in buckets from one area to the other areas, it's not going to work. I mean, my, my wife's getting like Michelle Obama arms now from all the bucket carrying <laughs> that she's doing. But what we're going to do is we're actually going to set up a system where, you know, you love this, uh, where I just buy a bunch of pipe and then we just string it out to the place that we need it. And we figured, hit a twofer. What we're doing is we're taking the water from the bottom of the fish tanks which has got all that fish poop and nitrogen and stuff. And we're sending that to the, to the trees. So we're, we're got a whole line of trees and then it's a whole bunch of jutting out of the pipe to water the trees with the fish water. And then we're putting in new water. So this is our system is like you taking the old water out, using it for watering the trees and then using the new water to fill it up and it'll make it a lot clearer and a lot easier to get that tilapia out. So that is uh It'll also that is our fish like news. Fertilize your tree. It also fertilize your trees and and plants. And yeah, I gotta too. pick yeah. the right things though. I think I might end up just sending it towards the like flower bushes and stuff because you don't want to like over fertilize the uh, the different types of fruit trees or it's gonna it's gonna kind of rape your soil too much and they're gonna get too big and draw everything out. But kind of like our giant zucchini, which you you saw uh, yeah. from before. Speaking of zucchini, my wife has. Taught like she's trying to find all different types of stuff, cool stuff to do with the zucchini. And I learned pickled zucchini is the fucking greatest thing ever. It's better than like pickled cucumber. It's like it's it's like the bit. It's like the best relish. It's it's amazing. And, and nobody believed on us on it. And we pass it over to our my friend who was here, and he's like, he didn't believe me. He tried it. He's like, I, I'm never going to go back to pickled cucumber again. I don't know why pickled zucchini is not a thing. And it absolutely is amazing. I can't recommend it enough. So, I don't know why they yeah. call it pickled food. They should just call it food that's gone bad. <laughs> food with too much vinegar on it. <laughs> pickles, <laughs> pickles bad. Cucumbers bad. <laughs> you don't like pickles? Never no, have. Just, my whole life. No, I, you <laughs> you're know, just I, wrong. That's ever all. since I was a little kid. It, I just, I've always hated pickles. Always have. <laughs> I've never had a pickled anything that I was like, oh, this is good. No, like that's this. unfortunate. I like a lot of pickled stuff, pickled turnip or sorry. Yeah. Pickled turnips and pickled radishes, pickled carrots, all, all that stuff. It's great. Fresh so, carrots. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that eventually. Pickled eggs. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, well, anyway, well, uh, let's get back to some issues. Here's all what right. I don't get. Unprofessional development. Uh, so I spent most of last week at a, um, a conference for theater people, the United States Institute of Theater Technology, Theatrical Technology, USITT. Now, people who've listened to the show for a long time remember several years ago, I brought in USITT's list of problematic terminology, and we had a good laugh with all of those words. But so USITT was in St. Louis this this year. So it's like a no-brainer. Hey, you're in St. Louis. You work in theater. Company's going to pay for you guys to go to USITT. And I was like, sweet. I've always wanted to go to USITT when I was in college and tried to go. Other stuff always came up. So I'm going to go. I'm going to sit in some sessions. I'm going to learn some stuff. So I so I decided to go. And um, so one of the things that they had going on was you could get, like, professional headshots made. Like, look at this. Look at this professional headshot. Look at how fucking professional that guy looks. Wow. You're hired. You're hired. As long as we hired like five other black people and like seven other women first. But after that, you totally hired. So, so I was there to like expand my craft, um, to 
learn more about things, get get some better development. And the thing was, so I'm I'm going through the session list to try and find things that fit into my wheelhouse, things that maybe I should brush up on. And a lot of the sessions were, there were very few sessions that were like, so one of the ones I took was stuff about the ANSI code. And the ANSI code is basically a list of standards that apply to the theater industry that if you follow those standards, you're pretty much not going to be violating OSHA law or other high up laws and you'll be safe from like legal recourse if something goes wrong. And so it was like, here's, here's basically what you, cause the standards kind of cover so much stuff and there's a lot of nonsense in there. So this one was like, Hey, we're going to break these down. This is what you need to focus on in these standards. This is what applies to you. Here are ways that you can use these standards to basically like strong arm the, your funding organizations to say like, Hey, we really need to get new this because it's going to cause an accident and we're in violation of these standards. If we meet these standards, we'll exceed OSHA's expectations. You're free from a lawsuit. Everyone's happy. That was really interesting. I took a, I took a session in rope splicing that was like, here's how you take a 12 strand rope, splice an eye into it. It by splicing an eye into it, instead of tying a knot, you retain 80% of the ropes breaking strength. And in fact, when you see the rating on the side of the, of your, when you buy a rope and it says, here's the rating. If your rope is able to be spliced, the rating is based on a spliced eye. So when it says that this rope has 7,000 pounds breaking strength, you know that if you splice an eye into it instead of tying a knot, this rope will hold 7,000 pounds. How fucking cool is that? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. The problem with all these fucking sessions is that they were all like 3 p.m. to 5 to 3 4 30, like that window. There were six sessions that I wanted to take oh, about lighting, about sound, about uh rigging, about scenery, about like shop organization, about professional development. And I'm there, like, I'm really the group that this is focused on, like a venue manager who needs to buy stuff on the show floor, who wants to brush up on skills, who's training new employees, who's like recommending employees to other employers and wants to continue to expand my, my horizons. And apparently this conference is not made for people like me anymore because it felt like maybe two thirds of the sessions were what it's like being in theater as a woman, what it's like being in theater as a person of color, what it's like being in theater in a small minority of this thing, what it's like being in theater being gay. Here's a safe space for this. And it's just like, are you guys theater here? Being gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's are you guys in theater? <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> are you guys here to like become better technicians? Or are you here to just bitch and moan about how everything in your life isn't perfect? Welcome to fucking life, everybody. Yeah. You work with shitty people sometimes. It's It sucks. Yeah, you work in shitty environments sometimes. It sucks. But if you need to, like, fucking wander around as the victim, you're spending... It, it costs, like, $800 to go to this fucking thing. You're spending that much money. There's all these... Instead of fucking staggering the sessions of useful shit, so someone like me can go, like, from useful thing to useful thing to useful thing to useful thing, I'm stuck choosing and making a Sophie's Choice. Like, what can I learn the most about today? Uh, and meanwhile, but if I want to go and, and like hear and basically be fucking lectured to about why I'm the fucking problem, because well, tab one, you're too fucking good at what you do. So you make everyone else look bad. And, and two, you're a white man, which is just fucking unacceptable anymore. Which also makes us and, look bad. And <laughs> like, 
I, and I know I'm in the minority at these at this this point in time in my life. As but a straight white male, <laughs> as a straight white man in my in my industry, but but more importantly, I'm in the minority in that I I really just want to like do my job and like f- fucking leave. I I don't want to be accommodated. As a and I know this is great. I as an employee, it's my job. Work needs to get done. I need to make that work get done. That's where the meat in the middle is. Uh, and we're a I dying have breed, to, though, man. We're a dying breed. You, you, you I know, have you're, to, yeah. You're a merit merit hire, not a not a diversity hire, or not a, a feelsy hire, right? Like <laughs> the fact that no, but the thing that's true. I mean, like like. We've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this or if I, if I just talked about it with my friends, but like the idea of like, a, for example, like an all male workplace versus like a diverse workplace or with, with, and it's like all these like huggy feely things. Like none of us care about that shit. I just want to get shit done so that I, I can get shit done. And then you know, I can rest and chat and do all that kind of stuff in between if I got my shit done. Right. Like, you know, that's the point of getting it done well. And first the first time, so I don't have to do all this other stuff to justify my hours. But in your case, it sounds like here, it's just like, it was just a fucking hug box, like a, like a wine session. It was a hug box. And, and I'm, I'm so tired of our, I'm so tired of our lives being dictated by not how much you can be the pebble and not be the water. Uh, you know, what's funny is, so the stage management professor at my university when I was an undergrad, he was presenting at one of these fucking panels. And one of his like quotes of wisdom in class and the stage management class was, you need to be like ball and roll, which is don't be the pebble, be the water. You mm-hmm. got to just kind of go with it and and make the best of what you know, what you're able to do. Uh, the Ferengi talk about the great material continuum that you like pilot this boat on. And mm-hmm. if you, if you go well, you can like hit the straits of financial fortune. If you go wrong, you'll come upon the rocks and shoals of financial ruin. And all these fucking people plant their asses on the rock, the rocks and shoals of financial ruin. And then go like, why has fortune not come to me? You have to pilot yourself into it. And the way you do that is by like when someone says like, you can't do this, you're a woman, you go, hey, why don't you get fucked and then go do it anyway? But instead it's like, I, yeah, all these people told me I couldn't do it because I'm a woman. That was unfair. It wasn't right. Like, what did you do about it? You fucking got together with a bunch of people and just bitched and moaned. Fucking go get some work done. And and the double stay, like, I had to oh. They're like, this is our all women like leadership team that runs this organization. Isn't that so great? And I'm like, if those, would you be having the same conversation if they were all white men? I don't think so. But like, because they're all women, like we should just be like, oh yeah, that's like, I'm so proud to be part of this organization. Like it, it was, it was just immensely frustrating. How many men clap for that though? Like all of them. Oh man. The the fucking auditorium went crazy. And I was like, but are you doing a good job? And I'm not saying they're not doing a good job, but like, again, regardless of, regardless of gender and race, religion, creed, or any of the other things that you're able to discriminate about it, did the job get done? Did it get done? Well, then, then you're successful, but it's like, we just have to wallow in the self pity and rack up as many victim points as we can to then be like, 
well, yeah, I haven't made it, but I have all these victim points, so I must be great. It's like, are you though? Like, we used to be so proud of ourselves for overcoming great struggle. And now it's just like, no, we got to go here. And instead of, instead of someone being up there and being like, nobody cares, nobody cares if you're a woman or a person of color or over 30 or under 30 or a (laughs) Jew or a Gentile or a Buddhist or anything. (laughs) What they care about is, do you create good work and are you easy to work with? Uh, are you are those are, do you can you fill those two things? Can you fill one of them? But no, it's just like oh no, it's totally valid. You 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 should feel valid for when someone talks to you. It someone's not criticizing your design work because your design is bad. They're criticizing your design work because they're a racist, misogynist, homophobe, transphobe, bigot, whatever. And it's like, but also your design is bad. like we're not we don't need to learn from our mistakes you should just be able to keep making mistakes until you're you're dead well because they killed meritocracy right so merit's dead merit's dead um the other thing is is like you you, that's it goes back to that old idiom it's like strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create bad times bad times create strong men and then you go around the circle over and over again we're just in a bad time right yeah. and and like you know are we going to come out of it i don't know um no. my wife was just trying about this meteor, meteor kills my wife please. my wife's I'm not going to say what, what, what profession, well, maybe I've said it before, but like, I'm, I'm not going to really get into what my wife's profession is, but in her profession, it should have nothing, nothing to do with race. It should have nothing to do with gender identity, fluidity and all that kind of stuff. My wife was saying to me, cause she still gets like from her, you know, her college, her professional college of, of uh, professionals, like the job postings. And she was saying like over like 60 to 70% of them all have pronouns in their, in their postings, like the he, she stuff. She's like, I don't know when this came about. And it's like this big thing in Canada is like, we're, you know, like this acknowledgement of being on stolen native land, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like the, this, that was the thing, thing that happened. First session I went they to, they like start talking and they're talking about theater, the fucking two T's theatrical, technology and there were so few things about the technology and then th- and then they're like they're starting to talk about the technology i'm very interested in like oh yeah by the way here's this thing talking about how we're on native land like oh fuck off in in what previous generation has did anyone apologize for the groups that they conquered and like, do you think that the under the rule of Charlemagne in Europe, they're like, by the way, we're standing on conquered land. We took over the lands of Alexander the Great, who took over the lands of, you know, of King Tut, no. who took over the lands of. No, we fucking won. Fucking yeah. deal with it. You lost. You're a loser. Uh, oh, we, don't, we shouldn't fly the Confederate flags because I don't celebrate losers. Uh, but this well, is we got to fucking announce that we, we that we have. Um, we live but on stolen doing land, that. and we gotta admit that the commun like we gotta. You're proud of being a communist who's fucking yeah, lost everything are. that they've done because they no they they did fucking win. You have to say that. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the problem. That's their flex. They did win. That's how they do it. Everything is a a knee bend, right? Uh, yeah. Black Lives Matter. 
Uh, got a, the the hockey players. There was another hockey player that like sat out from uh, wearing a pride flag uh, in you know uniform during warm up, dude. Just from aesthetics alone, the the logo that they had is a San Jose, San Jose Sharks. James Reimer, the goalie, said, "It's like, no, I'm not going out. I'm fucking, I'm not doing it." And of course, like it's San Jose, it's, it's San Jose, California. Like they, they, it's basically San Francisco. They went yeah. fucking nuts over this. Like this is not the place to do that in, and they they went nuts over it. But it's it's like go, going back to your thing too. It's like, man, I I don't like. Um, because your topic of unprofessional development, I, I the last time I went to a big conference, uh, well, I, I've gone to a few. I mean, I, I most of the conferences I would go to, I don't know now. They're probably woke now, but I used to go to like yeah. PDAC, which is like uh, like a mining conference, and it was like you know, like when you go in there, you're just dealing with like a bunch of like nerdy geologists and like marketing guys. And then a bunch of Jews, you know, walking around like, uh, uh, you know, grilling them with the, all types of really tough, tough questions on which ones they want to invest in. And then like, and like the, they were manly uh, conferences, like they didn't, but now if you go to them now, that's all about ESG scores and like how much of our climate goals we're hitting for a fucking mining company. I've had to write about that for like gold companies. It's like, uh, what does it have to do with anything? But like, um, Back in the day, because I, I used to um, I used to write for my student newspaper in university, so I wrote for the Gateway, which is the uh, University of Alberta's uh, uh, student newspaper. And it's like got a long legacy. There's been like prime ministers of Canada that have come through there. It's like big famous authors and like tons of different like famous people have like worked for it. And like my year alone, like all of the editing staff, like we all went on to be professional writers. And, and did well for ourselves. Like it was a good year, but like we ended up going to the Canadian university press uh, conference, which is all the student university newspaper groups would go to this one conference. And this year, that year it was in St. John's Newfoundland. And I was the sports editor. So like, I mean, in order to do my job better, I wanted to go to sports editor things. Cause like sports mm-hmm. editor things are a lot different than like entertainment writer things or um, news editor things. And so the problem was they only had three speakers for sports. And um, there was a major snowstorm in Edmonton when we were leaving and we ended up missing our connection flight and had to stay the night in Toronto. And so in doing so, we lost the first day of the conference where two of my sports editor things were on that day. So I ended up I ended up missing two of the three things I wanted to go to. And so I only had one to go to. It was the lamest of the three. And I remember afterwards, I was like looking at the things to choose from, like, well, what, what could be useful for me? And the problem was even then, even then, cause it's university, even then it was like, it was like, go listen to this guy. who's a gay sex columnist and go to this thing and do this. It was like, I have no, no time for that. So I ended up just getting really drunk most of the time I was out there and like being hung over for most of most of the thing. I made it to like two or three talks and I got a talking to afterwards about it. Like we paid for you to go out here. I'm like, you made me miss the fucking flight. So like yeah. I miss that's not my fucking fault. And uh, actually the guy who was our business manager at the time ended up being the mayor of Edmonton later on and uh, ended up being one of the most woke mayors, like total commie sellouts uh, of all time. Um, but no, dude, I hate, when you were bringing up, it really brought back because I went to the following year when it was in Edmonton, they hosted it. And I actually did one of the talks 
cause, cause I remember I was saying to them, like, you guys got to get better on this sports editor stuff. Like you gotta give them something to go to. So I did a talk, I pulled in two other sports editors that were, you know, uh, national writers, uh, to come to this conference. And then what did they fucking do? They literally put us all in the same fucking hour. Like they, like I, yeah. I, I was like, I went through all this trouble to get these guys in and they put us all in the same fucking hour. And, and like, I had like maybe like seven people in the room when I was giving my talk. I was like, I don't, I, I'm, I said to them, like, I don't even know why you're at my thing. You should be at Bruce's thing or you should be at this other, like, there's no reason you should be in mine. Okay. We'll talk about my thing, but um, man, like, but like, it's amazing. Cause like, I feel like a lot of times with these kind of conferences and stuff, they're just fucking filling out check boxes and filling out that- like, that's all they're doing. They're just filling their I think own it's, little quotas. I think it's a paid vacation for the people. That, so the funny, my my university was there. Um, they had a booth where you could go talk to them, which was oh, cool. weird because uh, they don't have a master's program. So anyone who's in university who's going to this conference to like make professional connections to get an internship this summer or whatever, they're they're not talking to them. Um. There are some high schoolers that go, but they're they'd be local to whatever area you're in. So St. Louis is pretty close to Oklahoma, but like next year it's in Seattle. Fucking, Ooh. I'm in. I live in Seattle, Washington, as a high schooler. I'm gonna go to school in fucking Norman, Oklahoma. I don't think so. Uh, I'm gonna go to the University of Washington, or the University no, of Oregon, or the University of it's Montana. It's for the people they sent. That's not for exactly. Anybody to come. It's for the people they sent, right? And it's all for of them the, to have some time off. It's a reward. The six to ten party is in the four p.m. happy hour that starts on the yeah. the show floor. Yeah, it's, the, it's the networking because they're yeah. going to get the jobs, right? That's what they're there for. They're getting the jobs, and then like they got sent because like somebody at the business department there chose them over other people who got to go. So the, there's going to be some some you know selectiveness over that as yeah. well, and it's going to give an unfair advantage to those that would be involved, but. Yeah, so you know, the, it's kind of uh, funny because I was expecting when you brought this one up, I was expecting it to be a little bit like I think Buck had an issue a little re- while ago when it was like those like meetings that like are kind of like meaningless meetings, like like happy feely like game mm-hmm. type meetings and stuff like that. I thought it was going to be like that, you know, like going around the room and telling everybody like you know what's your favorite summer vacation <laughs> that you went on or something like that. But that's so the other thing is, so, you know, at the end of every session, they're like, be sure to fill out the session review form and then be also sure to mention in the, cause they, they send out a survey at post thing to be like, what did you think about this? And so I, I know what happened is 10 years ago, there were too many technical things where you had to go in and you had to like understand how a rigging system worked to be able to take the rigging system training. And now because Blaine's hood. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then it was like, well, we need to have like more diversity of voices. And then no, people, we don't. people went to the, all went to this diversity of voices, like BIPOC coalition meeting. And we're like, this is great. I loved it so much. And I was like, well, we need to keep offering more of that and more of that and more of that and more of that and more of that. And it's just like, it's this feedback loop has come because people like me aren't going to fill out the survey. I don't fucking care. I, I I don't have the time to dedicate to you, to pat you on the back for what you did. Uh, you know, it was a good session or you don't. Yeah. Um, and so like those, those skill-based ones, those technology-based ones, those things just slowly 
are going to filter out until it's just people like meaning to have drinks. And because the other thing is when I'm walking around afterwards, I'm when I saw that when I was in college, they were always like, Oh, you got to go to USITT. You got to go to USITT. It's great for networking. It's great for networking. It's great for networking. There were thousand people there, 2000. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't think I sat next to anyone the same like twice. So I, I can't imagine if I was a college student and I went to one of these employers that's like taking resumes or, or doing talking and networking. I can't imagine any of those people remember my name to say, you'd have to be so good at first impressions. Yeah. And you, and I have, yeah. So it's just like, it's not going to happen. Sure. I got a nice headshot and I got some like swag stuff and I did learn a little bit about theaters in Norway and 3d mapping buildings and brush up on my drafting. You need to be the tab that was in that store and saw the guy from that like union that you need to, you know, you need to be that guy. You need to be that guy at that thing. That's the networking that works. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think you could pull that off for a whole conference without losing your mind. Yeah, no, so. yeah, you'd have to be like so. It would be I, I personally couldn't do it. It'd be so exhausting to be that kind of on and memorable all the time. And so, like I, I do. I feel like the whole thing's a lie, and I feel like it's just going to devolve into more and more of this thing that Arrested Development retards our growth as artists, retards our growth as technicians, and rewards mediocrity. No one there. That's- it is nothing is is amazing nothing is interesting and i just spend the whole time being like the rigging stuff that i went to very obviously um it's funny cuz like demographically you go to certain sessions like a rigging people are afraid of rigging people are afraid of sound the sound probably 70 30 the rigging 95 5 male to female ratio, the AR, um, augmented reality theater experience. A lot of women at that one. I didn't go to any of the like BIPOC women bitch sessions, but I'm sure there were, no, uh, I'm sure those had a lot more, a lot. You should have gone to one just for the comedic. I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Taking notes. I thought Asking about it questions. <laughs> I, I have uh, a question. <laughs> it's yeah, it's frustrating because I I like this is this is everything is devolved in these kind of ways and the the feels before reels generation like that is what this time is going to be known as in the in the future is something mm-hmm. along those lines at the time the period of time in our in our collective history where we stopped rewarding people for doing well and started punishing them and, and held up the most mediocre. And this will be the dark I, ages, brother. Like I mean, they it, call yeah, it the be. middle ages, the dark ages. I call them the middle ages. Cause they're fucking awesome. But like <laughs> the dark ages, they're going to call this time period. Cause this is the time where everything, everybody lost their skills Everything got ugly. No, no good art was made. Like nothing creative happened. Nothing Cal was Arts good. was there. Yeah. Cal, yeah, they had a display booth where you could go interview with them. That there were there were a shocking number of colleges that were like pre- presenting to give out their stuff, and it's just like, I guess, I guess some of them somewhere. had, yeah, some of them had MFA programs, and I 
was surprised to find out that some of them had MFA programs. And I was like, well, I could go get an MFA and then, then I could become faculty in a school. But do I want to do that? Not really. I don't really want to teach. I don't really want to teach outside of Norway. Yeah. I I don't want to teach outside the capacity of the way I teach currently, which is small groups of students in a very technically specific manner. And I don't really want to be in faculty in a university where I have to deal with the politics of like department heads and all that kind of bullshit. Like I just want to run my theater and be left alone. I'm not jealous of these people who get to present because they're, they're so great. I'm, I'm not jealous of them because I don't think that I have any particular skill set that warrants being praised. I do think I'm very good at what I do. I'm really bad at communicating how I do it, but I do want to be able presented with the opportunity to learn from people who are experts in their field. Like I went to a, I went to a panel on drafting, um, drafting standards in theater and it was two men and two women. They were all white. And then there was like the panelist moderator who had, who just didn't need to be there. Uh, he was a white guy too. Now the middle part of the, of the panel was all about install, like networking and electrical install drafting paperwork, which is not the kind of paperwork that anybody in that room is going to be doing. I'm sure the, the lady presenting on it is very good at it. Her drafting all looked very good, but it wasn't really applicable to what we were, what I think the people in the room needed, especially not myself, because when you're an engineer doing an installation in a building, you provide those. These are more people that are like, now some of those college students may want to go become engineers, but they could go learn that then. And it, it should be a session. It's just, just shouldn't be in the drafting standard session because people aren't like standardly drafting that engineering shit. But in any case, like two men, two women didn't really matter what their genders were. They were all, they all had great drafting plates. They talked about like line weights. They talked about like approaches to symbols and the template files and how to, format things to be more clear and and all those kinds of things. I'm like, this is raw information and you guys are good at this. This is stuff I can soak up. I'm really interested in it. And it really doesn't matter that you're women or men. You are, you're obviously good at doing this. And so, and then I go to the rigging ones and it's like, hi, I'm, I'm, my name is John Wilkinson and I run Wilkinson rigging and, and more. And I am on the team that wrote these ANSI standards and I'm going to present to you on how all these ANSI standards work. It's like, this is a guy and ton of information, but then you go like you sit in on some of these and it's like, I'm a, I'm a lighting designer and I do like small regional theaters primarily. And then you like, look at the credits and it's like, it's credit. It's like companies that build their identity around being, diverse. being victims right. and diverse. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. Because like I, guy. <laughs> I remember when I was in college, I was sent an application for a to sound design a show, and on the thing it was like it said we prioritize um, people of underrepresented people of color and women and and this and that, and I was just like, why? Why am I applying for this? They hate I, you. I, I'll never. <laughs> I. I, I even someone equally qualified to me, a woman, uh, a minority, a gay person, 
that person's going to get the job. If we're, if we're equal, even if I'm 20% better, they're getting the job 50% better. They're getting the job because it's more important to be this, to be something than to be good. And it's more important to show up to a conference and blow a week talking about how things are so hard. We're, we're underrepresented. We're victimized. We're this, we're that. Instead of just going like, uh, Hey, here are ways to make your stuff better. What if your stuff was just better? Just make your stuff better. I want my stuff to be better. I want my stuff to be the best of my ability. And if it's, if, if you're doing a better thing, that's great. If you're doing a worse thing, maybe you, maybe I can help learn you something. But when it's like, oh, your stuff's good, but you're a man and you're straight and you're white and you don't claim, you don't like prop yourself up by going like, I'm, uh, I'm an autistic lighting and sound designer who battles with my tics and my need to like straighten your business cards on your display table because I can't fucking, I, cause I'm a fucking lunatic. I'm not propped up like that. Here no. are my sound design packages. Here are my lighting design packages. Here's what I'm good at. What do you think? Well, what do you like as a person? I'm fairly easy to get along with. I like to make jokes and I like to make sure that people are like not miserable around me. But are like, what's your, what's your, what are your pronouns? Who fucking cares, man? Who fucking <laughs> look at me? What do it's you so fucking funny, think they are? It's so funny. Like, um, you guys were talking about, I think you and Buck were bringing up about the guy who did the horns on, uh, the theme song, right? Uh, on the, here's what I don't get theme song. It's my, uh, my, my, one of my best friends growing up is, is one of his, uh, coworkers from the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra and who is a globally recognized composer. And, and, and the, I used to know that world better than I ever thought I would know it. Uh, and so like my buddy, like he, he, you want to go to, uh, you know, Scandinavia yourself. And he's basically mm -hmm. living in Scandinavia. And the thing is, is like, that is a very, very, very challenging world to get a job in. And the way that it was always set up was a blind audition so they mm -hmm. do not oh, yeah, see yeah. you and you play and like you play on a recording you send it in then you get invited to come and do the audition now you have to like front your own bill to fly out there you you know so my buddy plays double bass like that's like bringing a coffin with you everywhere you go it's a giant an instrument and you have to play and you and the the pressure the pressure you get this one shot you got to play it perfect and I just read recently and, and you sight read them. They give you a sheet yeah. and you have to play that thing. Have yeah. you not seen it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and there's a curtain set up. And so there's yeah. a panel on one side. You walk in, never see each other. Meritocracy. Yeah. And they're getting rid of it. They are. Yeah. They're because they're, because it's they're not, diverse enough. not representative. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, but, but they're the best. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, they're not even the best anymore. They're the best that they could get at that time because once they get yeah. hired, they get tenure and then they're there for fucking ever and they can hurt their hand and they can, they can like ruin their ability to play, but you can't fire them. So then all yeah. of a sudden the quality of your, of your, uh, orchestra is based on like, it's like the Senate in Canada. It's like, you gotta wait until they die or the Supreme court, you know, it's like, you gotta wait until they die. It was the best we could get at the time. 
And it's, it's brutal, but yeah, man, that's a good issue though. I mean, it's frustrating when you go to those kind of things, everybody's got to, everybody goes to one or two at some point in time. That's why I like what I do is because I go to like these manly conferences that are mostly, mostly men. uh, And, and you just shoot the shit. And that's how actually I got down to Paraguay I met a guy at one of those mining conferences that got me the job down here or offered me a job down here. Anyway, go ahead. Don't tell my job. Um, I said any of this because I am definitely going next year because it's in Seattle and Seattle is the Mecca of glass blowing in the United States. So if I can <laughs> leverage the company to pay for me to go visit all the glass museums and like the truly garden, Hey man, in Seattle, I'll fucking do we it. Got, we got <laughs> Seattle viewers and I got, I got Seattle contacts and, uh, while you're up there. Yeah. Even my, my, my priest, my spiritual director from Calgary is now in Seattle and he, he, it's funny because he talks about it because like he got basically a lot of put sin in the going on the beast. There. Oh yeah. yeah, but like where there's a lot of sin, you have a really good trad group. <laughs> you know, like they they're they're holding the the gates. You know, but uh, yeah, man, good good issue. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been here's what I don't get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm El Chaco. We'll catch you guys next week. Ciao ciao. If you want to call into the Here's Where I Get hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in Discord under voicemail upload. Got a few voicemails here. Uh, no Chaco haters this week? Uh, I can't tell yet. Let's see. What's up, Tab? Another co-host. I think it's Buck this week. I just wanted Incorrect. to call and talk about recruitment portals and the hell that I'm going through. This is um, this is player four, by the way. I'm driving. So it's probably oh, pretty boy. noisy. Anyway, I've uh, you really hit the nail on the head with that fucking thing. I can't stand those recruitment portals either. I- I'm currently looking for a job that I have zero qualifications for in IT. I mean, I, I don't have zero qualifications. I'm just looking to get an entry-level tech support job. I'm looking to move into the industry. But I have zero fucking work experience. I have certifications, classes, I'm in school and stuff for it. I just want to get my fucking foot in the door somewhere. And those portals like Indeed and stuff, it'll show me all these jobs. I've applied to like 130 different jobs, and it'll show them to you, but then instantly throws your application into the void, like you said. Like, why the fuck are you even showing me these jobs? Why don't you give me, like jobs that I actually have a decent shot for, and then maybe I could write a cover letter or something for them, and then that way, you know, maybe they would have a better shot of hiring you. I don't know. But instead, it's just, like you said, right into the void. Fucking stupid. I mean, I get it, you know, like, I don't know. A tip, I guess, for everybody, because I've gotten a couple interviews and stuff, for anybody in this is, Go to the company's website, and uh, if you see their job application on Indeed, and um, they might have their own hiring portal through there. And then if you apply through there, you have a better shot of getting a fucking call. Anyway, that's all. Sorry for rambling. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, that. so that's a good suggestion is to go to the, like, direct to the website and apply there. Unfortunately, yeah. the the direct to the website, like, has you applied through indeed for the one I applied for, yeah. but I was, I was curious. So, you know, we recorded the episode last week uh, and it was on the 13th. I received 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven emails from Indeed. Um, and I finally unsubscribed and blocked, like trashed all their shit. I think on when Thursday of last week, it was while I was at the conference. So, so it was Thursday or maybe Friday, but, um, yeah, I was pretty fucking annoyed. There's too many emails. Indeed. You sons of bitches. <laughs> I was going to say real quick, you know, like, um, I was just reading an article about this the other day and it's like something like 60% of job postings are fake. Like the companies will put them out there with no, like no, uh, at no effort at all to actually fill them because what it does is it, it fakes it out there. So it, it'll give the impression to your employees that like, yeah, we're expanding and we're going to take care of you by making sure that your workload isn't that bad, but they don't actually fill them. Or they put it out there so that investors look and they go, oh, they're growing. Like they're growing. They're taking and they and they leave these things up and they refill, like they redo them over and over again. They never fill them and they're just like wasting people's time, like your time and Indeed's time and everybody's time. But like they don't care because it's just a way to like keep their name out there. It's almost like free advertising just to be like, yeah, we're growing. We're a strong company. But look at us. We're hiring sort of, you know, so – we're always hiring. We're always hiring. Like always. Are you yeah. Are you though? Never actually filling them in. Uh, here's another one from the voicemail hotline. Hey, uh, so this is a call for tab. Uh, this is a very unconventional way of me trying to get a hold of you. I just don't know how exactly else to get a hold of you. Um, this is a good way. I don't know if you've been listening to the Base Problem Universe as lately, but uh, Vio's been nope. uh, asking for input on well, input, but that interaction and distinction things of that nature. Um, I have, I think, a fairly decent idea when it comes to a uh, a stinger based on biggest problem in the universe, based on um, Medex's "I'm the greatest in the world" or "Well, I'm the greatest" song. You know, uh, I emailed Sean about it. I don't know if he'll respond to me in it in the amount of time soon. I don't think you're even, I don't think you can even get a hold of them. Um, if you can, that'd be awesome. I'm not too certain about it either way. Um, but I would love for you to sing lyrics instead of me. Cause I, I don't have a voice for it. I'm not very musically, musically talented person. I just have a, a decent idea based on the lyrics I've heard. I'd like your input on them. If it, nothing else, um, this is unfortunately, like a pitch. the most available to find online is like an eight-bit rendition of "I'm the Greatest" on I think I think it was SoundCloud, I believe. Uh, so this is for Tab. If he wants to call me back, I'd really appreciate it. Um, he bought his number. If he gives, well, it. maybe not call me back. If you could shoot me a text, if at all possible, seven one nine. Four five nine six two one nine. Oh shit! Oh shit! Holy fuck! We don't need people giving this guy a hard time. All right, you've got the number. Yeah, he he continues on. Yeah. Love you, Ted. Your appearance is on. Thank you. WATP are absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um. If you really wanted to sing the lyrics on a potential singer for a big problem, it'd be super awesome. If not, it's all good, man. I'm really not that terribly worried about it. I can, I think I might be able to source it out somewhere else. 
that'd be a cool idea. I just have like a good idea for the lyrics potentially, but that's all it is. My apologies. This long voicemail at this point anyway, but Tab, if you want to, get a hold of me, man. Uh, don't call me back. Did you say don't call me back? So I have not listened to the new biggest problem in the universe. People ask, people ask me that a lot. Uh, I have like destiny on it now or something like that. Like, no, it has worse. It has a big fat attention horror. Fat veto. Game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I don't, I don't think you can replicate the like purity of the original run of biggest problem in the universe, nor do I think you should. So I just never, no, not really interested. Anyway, I got um, nothing on that one. <laughs> yeah, I might shoot him a text nothing. from the from the voice. Sure, good idea, good idea. Uh, Where's the obligatory from... Andy weird voice? Uh, There's not one this week. Voice. Really? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no readings of any manuals or other weird things. <laughs> Hi guys, it's player four again. I don't think I made my point very clear because. I don't know. It pissed me off because I'm, I'm dealing with this right now with the, with the portals. Um, I know I'm not qualified for these jobs and I don't deserve them, but why are they even showing me the job? That's, that's my point. Anyway, uh, I have a promising interview. Well, I already had a good interview with them, but a promising second interview. So wish me luck. I did lie to get the job, but you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, right? So, goodbye. Yeah, the – I mean, I think that goes – Tim might have brought this in years ago, but uh, – or maybe it's just something he and I talked about. But it's like those portals where your your stuff goes in the void. The not even getting a, a hey, sorry, job's filled or we're looking for something different or you know whatever like platitudinal bullshit – just the acknowledgement, like, hey, uh, we see, would like to see that say that we recognize that you're alive and you applied for a job. Like, <laughs> it's all weird. right, like, then. You ever get one of those, though? You ever, like, yeah. When you, no, so you I, ever, I, I applied I for a job in South. They're weird. Like, it was like, ah, oh, sorry, you know, it's not a fit. Wow, you fucking took the energy to send me that? That's like, <sighs> I, I don't even know what to think about that. So, that's see, I, I prefer that because at least then it's, it, it's, you're not sitting there in hope of like, oh, well, maybe, maybe they're going to call. I, I, maybe they're going to call. Maybe they're going to call. So what are the, uh, to me, it's like, you got like five people that applied and I ain't even your top five. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like if you got the energy to send it out. I applied yeah. for a job during the scamdemic to a theater in South Dakota. Um, mm-hmm. And I got an email back from them that was like, it was kind of gushing almost it was like, this is a really impressive resume. Uh, we would love to hire you. Unfortunately, well, we white, are completely so. shut down oh. and uh, <laughs> we're not really sure how you found this, this job posting, but, and I was like, what's on your fucking website. <laughs> um, but they like, they gave me resume and cover letter feedback as, and I was oh. like, so that was helpful. I mean, that might've yeah. influenced my ability to get this job that I have now in St. Louis, but I appreciated it. Cause it was like, like okay, you know we've we've now solved this issue. We don't have to, you know, I don't have to come back to this later. I now know that there are no theaters open in the entirety of the country because I applied for a job in South Dakota because South Dakota opened up first, and I was like, hmm. well, fuck, I'll go back to work. Yeah, and, and there was this boom. job listing. Yeah, 
um, it was it was a cool job too. It was like the technical director of this little theater, and the theater did a bunch of shows a year. And it it was a small town, so it's, it's pretty clear that that's like that was the game in town was that place. Okay, and they would do movie screenings, and they did they did a handful of shows. That'd be a an year. awesome job. Yeah, and I was like, that could be kind of cool. South Dakota's kind of based, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you said they opened up. Live free or die. That's New Hampshire, though. Yeah. Any more? Yeah, I, no, that's it. Um, I I have not had the interview for the job that I applied for on Indeed yet. Um, that's going to be next week. So I'll fill everyone in. Good luck. And, yeah. I don't really, it's not, it's just like spare, free, free time job. It's not like a, I'm not making a career change. I'm just like, I need something to do this summer that isn't my job because my job is going to be boring as fuck. Bonus episodes. Lots of bonus episodes. Yeah. I should be able to do that still too. I'm happy because uh, our time difference just got narrowed by one hour and uh, it'll be one more hour after this next weekend. Uh, Cause yeah. we fall back. You guys sprung forward. And so uh, you and I will only have a two hour difference. That makes it easier. Cause like, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't do these nine o'clock starts, you know, going, going till 11, 1130 all the time. It's, it's, it's not easy. I gotta like, I gotta like sneak, I gotta go outside. It's like super dark where I'm at. And then I gotta sneak in and try not to wake up my wife while I'm like, you know, stumbling about trying to like get changed out, you know, into my pajamas and get all that kind of stuff like that. And so that, that extra hours, well, the extra two hours is going to make such a big difference. And you and I are going to do some bonus, more bonus stuff together. Um, I really, and just to, to kind of repitch the, the bonus episodes and stuff like that. Like uh, I really enjoyed the Buck and Tony one that you just released uh, just recently. Um, uh, it was funny. Cause the way it started, I, I was like, I could tell I was getting trolled. I was getting baited and I was like, ah, yeah. but it actually turned out really good. <laughs> and, um, uh, and I think that, um, uh, as time frees up, we're going to do a lot of catch up on these things here and, uh, uh, more movie reviews, more, um, commentaries and all that kind of stuff is to come. I finally got my DVD copy of no holds barred. Uh, so I will be get shooting that over to you as well. So we can do a, uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, movie, uh, review or commentary. I think it's worth it. Uh, cause legend has it that him and, uh, Vince McMahon rewrote the script on a Coke binge weekend in Las Vegas. And you can tell, <laughs> and, uh, and then they filmed it on another Coke binge weekend. Strange Coke binge yeah, weekends, terrible yeah. movie. They filmed it in Atlanta. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, well, this has been a, this has been a good one. I, um, player four was right to guess that this is Buck's week. Uh, but, uh, Oh, uh, oh. Wait. Oh, you got another one? I I got one that just came in. It's from Unknown. That might mean that might mean Andy. Here we go. This is breaking these are breaking voicemails. <laughs> this is I got karmic retribution for like yeah. being thankful. You said it and then so I don't know how long ago you said it, but this voicemail came in at 847. It's currently 849. Oh, I'm going to get shit on. Here we go. Yes, I'm not real sure who you are, but you may wind up in the back of a police car. 
you're texting my daughter. Her name is Cassie, and she is very young, Lassie. In fact, she's 16, or should I say almost. I would suggest that you lose her number. Thank you. Bye. So someone's using the uh, voicemail line to text some some girl. Or Not me. Fucked with again. Yeah. <laughs> or that person called the wrong number because they're an idiot. Yeah, probably. That was a, that was threatening though. It was. Yeah. You know what I bet it was? It was somebody working at uh, what's that insurance company? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, it's probably that same lady. Yeah, uh, calling bucks thing. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't awesome. nearly as exciting as I thought it was going to be. So ah, there you go. That's it. the episode. Yeah. Catch you guys All next right. time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Have a good night.